Anyway, guys, what up? Welcome back to the Mob <laughs> Jazz Podcast. <laughs> welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome back. Today we have the boy Trevor. Today we're joined Hi. by our brother in Trev. the building. I feel like we mentioned you before on the pod. We 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 spoke of him, yeah. but we didn't name drop. Yeah. And he has been in a few episodes. If you guys watch the very episode, this is a guy who is a guy who came behind the window. <laughs> People could see that. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, yo, who's that guy? <laughs> Pipi. Yeah, so he's been in the studio once or twice. That, that was a recording. mad episode. The that, that was a blast. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that was a blast recording that. Yeah, man, Trevor is that. Uh, do you want to introduce yourself and what you do? Yeah. So my name is Trevor Mukwali. Um, an independent curator here in Kampala. That means I put up art exhibitions and write about art and artist stuff. Yeah, that's what I do. It's my yeah. whole personality. Fire. I, I know nothing except outside that. It's just and it shows. Nah, it shows. <laughs> it shows. He's, he's <laughs> a fire curator, bro. <laughs> he's an artist, bro, in and out. <laughs> in and out. He's doing sick things in the curating space, bro. Um, mm-hmm. Recently, he had a, uh, an exhibition, digital, called Kapiachi. Chipiachi. Chipiachi. Yeah, mm. so for that exhibition, we had artists in East Africa. That's we had artists from Ethiopia, Kenya, and Uganda, and artists from the UK, and just showing how photography is changing, and it's all online. Uh, Chipiachi.newart.city. That's still up. Yeah, it's yeah. up for the whole year. It just went Actually. up, and people can access it whenever. We'll link it. That was yeah. a, that was the whole point of the Wendy. exhibition. When did link? We like put it up here. That's like the whole somewhere. point of the exhibition. That people can see it. Because I feel like. Most people feel like art things are too intellectual and too high society. Mm-hmm. But that's not the case. I feel like everyone should have access to cultural experiences mm-hmm. whenever and if they choose to do so. I feel like so people have the opposite perception of art. They think it's not as intellectual as like STEM here in Uganda. Who, who are you hanging out with? Yeah, disagree <laughs> okay. completely, bro. Here it's in Uganda. So high society, even like certain people in the middle class still feel like it's yeah. just too, it's, it's not accessible. Yeah, so why, is it, why why do parents have an issue with guys joining art? Mm. Well, if it's, if because it's artists are poor. Yeah. But if you are, okay, this are, this art works in the art world. Uh the people who make money make, make a lot of it. Of it uh. And the people who don't make money don't make any Anything. at all. And that's like a very big problem. And the percentage of people who make money in art is quite small. We are very few rich people in art. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we we yeah, speaking French. You have artists in this country who sell paintings at 100,000 US. Facts. You have artists in this country who sell paintings at 50,000 US okay. and they sell multiple paintings. You show me them. Then, show you, ha- me then them. you have artists who sp- spend two years or seven selling a single thing. That's because they're they are not talented. It's just lots of factors come into play. And that's why most parents fear a career in the arts for their kids. Yeah, there's just not enough successful people. It's not, it's not, it's not typically stable. Yeah. Because you can track the success, the success of an accountant. You know, I do my I do my CPA. I put in maybe five maybe five years. Mm-hmm. I can bump up like maybe. Yeah, you just there. know there's yeah. clear progression. But as an artist, you can be like you can wake up one day and you're like doing really well and you're selling art. Mm-hmm. And they say the world moves on and then that is it. Yeah. So th- that world most parents fear it because it's not typically stable and mm. you can't track it like a normal career. And that's the most most parents sort of like fear for their kids to do that. Yeah, and I feel it's like creative work. Just didn't have like an industry around it here per se that's very tangible that like they can yeah, look yeah, at structure yeah, 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 yeah like yeah, not yeah. visible yeah like, w- as well, like what are the jobs yeah. what jobs will you get like most of our art events seem very underground bro yeah everything right. just seems to be like stuck in that community yeah so it's it's like a, a closed off clique of people yeah but I would say the industry is just beginning to grow here mm. and I would say in East Africa because now you can see art auctions coming up 
lots of galleries opening. Yeah, even people like me now have jobs facts, where, 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 where we get paid uh, monthly yeah. income. So oh, Trevor works for Motive also. Shout out yeah, Motive. Shout out to Motive. Hey, my boss. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the, uh, the industry is just beginning to grow locally here. But what sort of like is sad is that all this money is coming in from the West and yet and lots of money is being pumped into the arts. What's going to happen is that that exclusion is going to be more. You're going to have an art industry with very few Ugandans working in it. Yeah. Because now, so it's, it's, really, it's really weird how all these things form. And I would say I'm glad a bit that the industry is growing that sl- this slowly because, because now we are we're a bit under the radar. Yeah. The things we escape. Because we'll be getting violated. <laughs> <laughs> allegedly, allegedly. Yeah, because <laughs> like, lots of money is flowing into the art uh, ecosystem now. How much of that money is illegal? I wouldn't say. Okay, art has art has had a notoriety of being used for money laundering, mm. but I wouldn't I wouldn't say it has begun here yet. We are getting there. We are not. <laughs> getting <laughs> we are getting there. We are not high level. <laughs> 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 I think the money laundering is like that that's being top the goal level is too art funny, now, bro. bro. Okay, let's uh, let's break it down. Yeah. Imagine Jesse is a rich uh, heir of a fortune, right? Yeah. Okay. And has to pay income tax, mm-hmm. but the, the income tax is given against the assets he owns. Then he sees Melvin, who is a gallerist. Okay, let's say Melvin is an artist. And Melvin draws a donkey. And then Melvin says, This hey, donkey is worth? This donkey is worth $5. Uh, Melvin says, Cool. Uh, he says, Cool, I'll buy this donkey. Then he goes to auction and comes to me, an auctioneer, and starts to sell this donkey at auction. Then he bids 100 million US on that donkey. Now the donkey is worth 100. Yeah. The donkey but gets brought to auction. But the thing is, he can buy it through a proxy by using his own money yeah. to get it back to him. Yeah. And then he'll come to a, a museum and say, you guys, I'm donating this donkey for 100 million tax write-off. Ah, that's smart. Because the money hasn't gone anywhere. Yeah, but, and, but, the, va- the, but, the, but the value has been created yeah. out of seemingly nowhere. And 100 M that he earned is now going to be written off as yeah, well, so a charitable donation. So as, as systems of art grow bigger, mm. there are instances globally where art is used for that. And here, our cultural systems haven't grown to that extent whereby art is classified as a, an, an asset type. But it's getting there. I've, I've been part of conversations where people are trying to get there. And that will support artists, but still it can be used, like you said, uh, to, move, to move money. And people do that. Yes. It's sad, but people do that. I feel like money laundering is one of those things where it's only the government that's nation for the most part. Because if the money is in circulation, the money is in circulation. No, it's not, it doesn't work like that. The government is not only the government nation. Yeah, I know. Uh, we're going to say that the government has to provide social amenities. Yeah, 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 yeah. But then that only applies to certain governments. Okay, that's but true. But does so it also lead to like inflation and stuff? Well, we, can go, we can get all like theoretical about yeah, this stuff. But, but it's, it's wrong to steal. For example, let us say I'm a serial drug, drug lord, right? And I have, let's say, my $200 million. And I want to to make it, wash it and make it seem uh, nice and to spend it in peace, right? I'll find a proxy art fund and be like, hey, this is this art fund aims to support artists and invest this money in, in this sort of like art fund. Yeah. But then th- the tax write-offs that I get come back to me in the case of really clean money and you can have these business funds running o- off of this. So what that facilitates is a range of criminal, criminal activities which are so sophisticated and so fast-spread that yeah. you and I can't even imagine it. Bruh, I, 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 I'm following you. Like, this stuff is highly sophisticated because you lost me somewhere when you're yeah. explaining money laundering. Yeah. Like, somewhere in there. Because this stuff sounds so technical. But, yeah. I, like, like, if, let's but say have you understood like, just like the, the basic way in which the money would get loaned? Like, just the one, two, three. So you have, you buy an art piece at an auction. Yeah. 
Um, that's, no. that's one of the ways you can loan that money. What he said is, oh, you can move it through yeah. foundations. Yeah. Yeah. So like, and and this may. Hold on. He wants to understand how this loaning would work. Yes. Just in case. Let's go back to the loaning. <laughs> but I think is the thing is uh, it's sort of like Trevor it, is it, an it, artist. It may make you skeptical. And about you're a billionaire. <laughs> yes. Uh, so you go to Trevor and buy a painting from him at whatever price he said. Yes. Maybe be one shilling. Yeah. Then you bring that painting to me, and say I own this painting, and I want to auction it, and my starting price is a hundred mil. Yeah. So me, I auction it, and someone buys it, but that's someone. Might be it's someone who just you, paid, yeah. yeah. You have to come and show up. Either someone you paid or a company owner or whatever comes and buys that art piece at 100M from me. Mm-hmm. That, art, that art piece is now worth 100M. Okay. So I take that art piece to say Uganda Museum and say, I bought this art piece. It's worth this much money and I'm donating it to you guys for a tax write-off. As in... Yeah, because all public donations get a yeah. tax write-off, yeah. Okay. If you, donate, if you donate, say if you earn a certain amount of money, Say if I earn $200 million in a year, and then I say that $100 million of that money was donated to charity. Mm-hmm. You get a that government right doesn't tax that much. Yeah. So now it's just 100M of your money that you still have. Be, but haven't you bought the painting for 100M? Then the auctioneer. But the thing is, is but you value, the, value, yeah, the value has been created out of nothing. Yeah, you pay the auctioneer a commission. The rest of the money comes to you. You're okay. the seller. So just let me explain. Yeah. The, the, va- <laughs> the, the value of art is arbitrary. Yeah. The value of art is the value you place on it. Yeah. yeah. That's why when you, when you go to a gallery and you see a painting and they say $5,000, mm. it's not like the materials cost $5,000. Mm. It's wholly subjective on the artist, maybe a current market price auctions mm-hmm. where the gallery is located for example if, if we say uh, an iphone costs let's say one thousand dollars we can track how much it for the parts it costs to make mm-hmm. or when you say sugar costs three thousand a kilo mm-hmm. or like oil costs uh, petrol costs three thousand yeah there's like they, different they are forces tangible, they are that are determining real world factors yeah. that determine that but with that you have basket selling for 200 million us dollars yeah you have like maybe an andy warhol selling for 15 million us dollars yeah but the paint and canvas it costs to do that is like what Maybe at m- at max two hundred dollars, so the value of art is in is subjective and is inherent for the value people place upon it. Mm-hmm. True. It's more of like cultural pride, but you can hack the system to move money, and that's uh, that's a big thing in the art world, especially in Europe. And they've been uh, cracking down on that. Like I was telling you about foundations. How do you even crack down on that, though? Uh, wha- so what they're doing now, mo- more and more, they are tracking auction houses to give uh, a full accountability for the people that buy these paintings so they can track where this money is coming from and how it is mm. it is it, it is moving mm. because without that you have like open checks to yourself to get like mm. endless tax write offs and That's to move money to like friends the art scene here might be young but then it just be i feel like it would be easier to do stuff like that here yeah no, it, like it wouldn't because easier. you don't have the structures here you don't, you don't even have a you don't have, you don't even have like serious museums. And me, I think that that's, okay, the, that's, I think what that's we're the beauty. Missing. Yeah, like I we're missing an auction house. It. I think the beauty in it is that because we don't have structures, I can just see. But no, that I've bought all these art pieces at these different. But, no, but, 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 but that's but the catch. It works when you have structures. And yeah. I'll give you an example. If you go to uh, because art follows reputation. Mm-hmm. Our reputation is really important in uh, in art dealings. If let's say I showed you work at Sotheby's, you might be a boy from let's say. Katwe, mm. who draws uh, zebras, doesn't even have to be anything important. But if your work found your way, its way into an to important auction place, like yeah. Sotheby's with a reputation, your value would go up overnight. Mm. There's a Ugandan man here who spent almost eight years of obscurity until his work showed up at Sotheby's in in London, and it sold for uh, 
it was 50,000 pounds. And then from there, his work in a year, he, he sort of like was grossing out auctions, 90,000, 100,000. It's called Godwin, Godwin Champs Namimba. And he made so much, he, he has made so much money, but on the law. But it just shows you how fast your career can be fast tracked. Yeah. What is reputation involved with? So here, our industry is still young, and it will take time for such things to be even possible. But the most sophisticated the art industry becomes, because rich uh, financial managers always find loopholes anywhere, Thanks. and the art world is just like one of the places they they do that. So how does your art end up at Sotheby's? Oh, how? how what? What is that? Luck. I know, of course, it can't be a straightforward thing like mail it. But what what does it look like? I would I would say like for artists, you have like three things. You have three things going on for you. The first is luck. I can tell you, you might be the most talented artist to exist on planet Earth. But to get the right attention for your work, I think it's a game of luck. Luck yeah, is heavily That's involved. true, I think, in every, every yeah. field almost. And then, like, also how the artist, the education you have, if you have, like, an MFA, you have gone to really good art school, you have, like, good networks. Because that world is mostly networks mm -hmm. uh, to get you through. And then, three, the work has to be interesting. It helps if the work is actually interesting. It's actually fire, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, we have Ugandans who have, who have uh, gotten dealers. There's Ian Mwesiga, he's really successful. Now there's Colin Sekajugo who has gone to the Venice Biennale. Have you guys heard of the Venice Biennale? Mm. Mm. You told me about this a while back. Yeah. But you can tell us for our viewers. Yeah, for, so for all of you who don't know, and this is a shame, the Venice Biennale is <laughs> 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 one of the biggest cultural experiences globally. So all countries in the world come and rent out pavilions. And this was the first time Uganda was has gone to Venice. And we took two artists, one guy called Colin Sekajugo and one lady called... Um, Pamela Chai. We met her. Yeah, yeah. We yeah. saw like her. Yeah, yeah. Her that, that was her pre-show for before she went to Venice. That's the work she showed in Venice. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's a bit cookie. I know. Uh, it's yeah. cookie. <laughs> cookie like. Yeah, like, like, cookie like, like. I would say I, I would say I didn't understand uh, her work entirely, mm. but Colin showed paintings. Okay. But yeah, Colin Sekajugo too. Uh, there's Paul Ndema. There's Stacy Gillian. These are Ugandan artists who are really successful internationally, but no one knows them here. But how they got there is through networks, is through planning your career. Because you have to be strategic. You have to know what events to attend, mm -hmm. whose hand to shake, whose joke to laugh to. Yeah, still politics. It, same, same, oh yeah, same stuff. But that world is more subjective because it has huge ties of social class embedded into it. Let's say I hang out and I'm a curator and you go to a bar and I'm, ha and I'm like, yes, I'll have the 2015 Chardonnay. Yeah. And you ask for an ego. I would, I would, I would like, I don't talk <laughs> really? I don't have against ego. I'm using it as an example, but that world has... It tastes like freedom. That world... It is sweet. That world as it is, the way it is, that world has, I would say, heavy connotations of social class. Because for artists, you have to know how to to work curators. You have to know how to... Even for curators, you have to know how to get into collectors, circles, you have to dress a particular way. I would I wouldn't say, but you have to have like covered an identity. I think so. I think you'd have to look unique. However, you yeah, look, you look yeah. crazy. You look unique. <laughs> <laughs> look crazy. That's a stereotype. I mean, I know guys who just artists who just like wear suits. Yeah, those guys must be highly talented. But ninety percent of artists wear boots a lot. Yeah, that's like, like I feel like, like that's like a boots. thing. I'm, that's I'm, like I'm, I'm wearing boots. Right yeah, now. that's like that's like uh, bro, I don't know. Yeah, okay, 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 you have, you have that one. But yeah, I feel like with artists. The desire to be fashionable is overwhelming. Yeah. Because you have to s seem like you are against the trend. Mm. 
but in a cool way. Like he said, you have to you have to you have to uh, cover out a persona that's unique. Mm. So you have to show up and be a certain kind of you have to be an artist. You but have to you know, it's so it's so funny that that all that is true. But because so many artists are like trying to be different from the rest of society, they've also now formed their own society which that is, has its own rules which, that you have to and, abide and, by. And which is where the clique sort of like forms a stereotype. Yeah, now you all have dressed like this, you all have to act like this. And I'm like, as an artist, I can identify you like that. But yeah, yeah. it's true. And Atwalia is notorious for that. It's clique, if you go to exhibitions, it's the same faces you have seen. Yeah. And I feel like I don't like that. That's why I try with my exhibitions to grow it out into the general public. Because I want to be famous locally and sort of like compete with musicians, I guess. Because mm. they're also artists, but for them, they are lucky that their craft is more yeah, widespread. More, yeah. There's an industry around it already that yeah. yeah. taking your time yeah, and yeah, give yeah, you back yeah. cash. And I feel like music has just been, it's like blended into regular life. Yeah, yeah. So for it's like, yeah, like Fireboy. Mm-hmm. I would say Fireboy has been famous for what, like three years now? Yeah, a couple of years. Yeah. Like 2018, Yeah, but you, you can see the impact he has on people when, like when he did his concert here. You can have an artist here who has been successful for 15 years and, and no, no one, no one, no one yeah. gives a damn about them. Unless he's in not this be, car community. Yeah, okay. not, not, yeah <laughs> not because his art is not good enough, but because artists have not cared enough and have not worked hard enough to involve uh, the public in what they... I feel like artists here in Uganda have not worked hard enough to um, cater to the public because most of their money comes from the West. So as long I as you're kept getting anyway, your checks... At least in the West, uh, there was definitely a period where like artists were really really famous like they were the most recognizable guys but even it's still there like artists in the west are like really big they put on museum shows and they museum sell out yeah Banksy. Yeah, but that might just be because the the art community is bigger like the people who appreciate art is just bigger than it is here but look look at like, artists have like if you look at america now you have jay-z sort of like rapping about his collection yeah you have a uh, Swiss Beats and Alicia Keys True. sort of like collecting. Talking Actually, about there's it, an yeah. artist here in Uganda who's collected by Swiss Beats and Alicia Keys. Mm. Her name is uh, Sungi Mlengea. I love her shit. In 2018. Uh, She's the one that does like the black and white. Of, yeah, yeah, and like the white Silhouettes. is blended into that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love her stuff. See, eh? you see, you're the only uh, Philistine on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. Yeah, right. right. yeah. yeah. Philistine this So in 2018, uh, Swiss Beats bought uh, that babe's work in Investec, a Senate fair in Cape Town. And no one knew her because she had just spent one year on that scene. This why I say I like is important. Like the timing is important. So after Swiss Beats collected her work, everyone now wants. She became she beca- became so in demand that her work is practically like on a waiting list. Yeah, I never see. I haven't seen any piece of hers that hasn't already been bought. Yeah, every piece that I've seen on display sold, has sold, already sold, been sold, purchased. Sold, yeah, yeah. yeah, but that's, that's why I mean, like, uh, in the art industry, so that always good art will sell. Is it's like timing plays a lot. Like trends play a, a, a huge factor. Yeah. So back to the to the thing. I feel like the public here hasn't been involved enough in that because I'm doing. I'm th- think of really. Uh, I, I don't. I don't use this word, but let me just say crazy projects that are more pop and less academic and artsy, mm-hmm. just to get people into it. Yeah. Yeah. I have like lots of 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 stuff learned as a curator that involve people more, and more on a more grand scale. Like, like I've never seen an art show being um I guess I haven't seen guys try to really, really monetize the art scene like paintings and stuff. Also people here are not that rich. No, that's not how I mean it. I mean like in the same way that you would host like a concert or yeah, whatever. Yeah. I haven't seen guys host like a say we're going to have a thousand people come to this gallery or, or something but, um, like that. Okay, I don't wanna okay, I'm, there's something I'm going to do, but 
you'll see it when I do it. Yeah. I can't, I can't spill yeah. the beans here. And yeah, MJP, yeah. but you'll, you'll have hints when you yeah. see what I'm going to do. When you sit then for the guys who watch MJP, you'll be like, ah, it makes sense. What yeah. I said makes sense. Yeah. But I get, I get what you mean, because mm. uh, other museums do that abroad. That there's this guy who had uh, Ai way who had uh, a whole village create for him one million sunflower seeds that he put in a gallery in London. And it was like a whole event. That's mad. He just put the sunflower seeds on the floor. Yeah. There's this dude called uh, Christo and John who wrapped the whole German parliament in. Uh, it was uh, some synthetic material. Mm. They also wrapped the Arc de Triomphe in Paris. They wrapped trees. It was insane. That was cool. And I and I also, maybe we shouldn't be blamed for not having like a proper, proper art culture here because mm. most of our art was stolen. What, what do you Get understand? Get out of here. What do you understand? We are of our culture. Now you want us to appreciate it again. It's true. African artwork. That's why we have no museums, bro. Okay, it's true. African artwork has been stolen. Yeah. Looted. It looted. In metric terms. Yeah. Almost 70%. Okay, and this number is derivative. Of the ing, uh, ing, uh, the museums in England of African art, is stolen stuff, mm. and the irony is that when uh, when Africans ask for it back, they're like, we, "We can't give this to you back because you don't you have don't, to take care of it." Yeah. And people are like, "How? What how, how mean, can you come bro? and steal from my house? <laughs> you told me <laughs> imagine I, imagine I come to your house, <laughs> steal your TV, and like, after a week you come back, I'm like, man, I can't give this TV back. It's just so good. Yeah. I don't think you can take care of it." Mm. And that's like the, the dilemma. But we can't blame that for too long. Mm-hmm. We have had independence for how many years? Not many, bro. And I'll give you a story. Uh, just I, two like years I, back. Sometimes I really think about it. 50 years is not that long. Yeah, but, this, but, but Trevor in particular has no tolerance for this victim mentality yeah. we have in but, this but, area. But the thing is, we cannot, we cannot continue to, what's the word, to, to excuse incompetence. And I'll give you a, a, a story, mm. a real life story. Mm. This was like in 2019. So the Italian embassy organized the show of Leonardo da Vinci's painting sprints. I remember that. Yeah, Opera yeah. Omnia. So during the installation, there's a, a piece of Ugandan art called Walumbe by a guy called Gregory Malova, which was, uh, I think, knocked down and it fell. It's a, a statue of a head with horns. And one of the horns broke. But by God's grace, were lie. No one in the museum talked about it until uh, some white dude went on Twitter and complained and said, guys, you cannot, ha- you cannot destroy such an artifact and not uh, have it restored. Then he called upon the Italian ambassador to have it restored. It took uh, a foreigner to come and complain about a Ugandan artifact when the museum management was basically doing nothing. So mm. you can't look at that and say and blame uh, our having a lack of an art culture on an external factor. I feel like people here also have been desensitized mm. for some reason or the other to some of these things. And there's a huge level of incompetence in some of these organizations yeah. due, to, due to their lack of... There's no accountability. And that comes as a cycle. If you don't teach people to appreciate art, you become lazier. And you don't teach them appreciate art more, and the lazier you become yeah. until they think kind of yeah. I think it's like a, a vicious cycle in that I don't I don't know if we can blame the Europeans per se for looting the art. I don't know if I blame them anymore, but it's just that it's now the effect of the art being looted is we do not have an appreciation for can I say our art. Like oh. a lot of us haven't seen yeah. what our art even yeah. w- apart from the few hides and yeah. skins in the, well, we've been in the museum. Yeah, with like an appreciation for for art, yeah, which is something that they teach a lot in Western schools, man. Yeah. From like jump, they maybe maybe niggas in this age just don't have taste and that's something. For no, art, no, 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 <laughs> no, bro. I think even like when they're teaching us art, like in class, you're never learning 
there's no history, the history of art. You make a compelling point. African yeah. art history was... It was whitewashed. Yeah, we, whitewashed. Go, we go back to your point. It was yeah. whitewashed by the guys who looted. It's a vicious cycle, but yeah, we, know, we know who sparked it. But man, I agree. I've noticed the indifference, I'll say, in the art scene. This time I was at a party with this guy, mm. and then they were like white men. Legendary party. party. And then, Legendary then, party. then he said, apparently, he's going to buy white women for reparations. You've exposed him. Exposed him. I was like, Wakanda forever. But he has repatriation all the way. Instead, he just stole a bottle of wine. Uh, no, that was a good you point. have to settle for some. <laughs> <laughs> you can't get a baby steps. Yeah. Baby steps. <laughs> yeah. But the African art actually has been not even just stolen from uh, actual stealing, mm-hmm. but also like in ideas. Mm-hmm. If you look at the whole Cubist movement, that's Picasso and mm-hmm. Matisse. Uh, they came to Congo and saw the Congo masks because Europe had done everything. Okay, you might hate on on, on Europeans, but you have to admit they're pretty good at art. By let's say by the 1800s, these guys had done everything. They had painted the human form to perfection. They had figured out how to paint human skin so that it looks like skin. Mm-hmm. They had figured out how to paint clothes. And so they were bored. They're like, what's new out there? Mm-hmm. There are no new images to create. So these guys started uh, going uh, out wandering for inspiration. And then Matisse saw the Congo masks when someone brought them from Congo. I was like, wow, fuck, this is something interesting. Mm-hmm. And then Cubism was born. But now people credit Picasso as a sole genius out of an African craft. I think because Africa never had like geniuses, it was more of a community thing. No, it was a thing of, man, I, I hate I going back here, bro, but just everything was destroyed, man. <laughs> yeah, I think, <laughs> you know, one, one of the things we have to remember about colonization is why it was so effective is these guys came with the agenda of they have to kind of change our mindset. They have to put in our heads that everything African is bad and everything mm. European is good, mm. which is not the truth, mm. but, but o- it's, okay. that's what they had to put but in. But okay, sorry to put you guys on a spot, but I have yeah. to ask you a question. Yeah. Ask us. If let's say we, are, I, we had a time machine, right? Yeah. And you know how life is now. And they ask you to go back and change colonization. Would you, would you would you would you hit that switch? I'd go crazy, bro. <laughs> I'd be like Rambo, bro. bro okay. Oh my would, god. Would, would, I'd go to just that moment before they burn down all the libraries. Ah, I would bro. destroy. But, them. but I'm, talking, I'm, I'm talking about specifically in Uganda. Would you uh, go back and stop colonization? Okay, I've thought about this question a lot. Me, mm. I used to think so that I can go back and change some stuff. You would. Mm. But now I'm thinking, bro, what are you going to change? Bro? But, but okay, guys, what I, weapon I have, do you have, have today to, that I, they I didn't have then? I have to say. I'd rather deal with republics now than uh, ancient kings. Yeah. Mm. Because you guys, you guys assume that ancient Africa was just people was singing Kumbaya, yeah. holding hands. Kings back sweet. then could come and be like, you know what? I don't like the way you look. And your head on a plate. And no one would like What I'll say though is I think, I think democracy was inevitable. You think? I think. Uh, I, or at least some, uh, at least, <laughs> at least kingdoms would have liberalized to an extent. Not in 50 years. Okay, bro. Yeah, no, <laughs> not in 50 years. But you know, we would still be subjects. Colonialism, like colonialism started in the, when did they come? 1800, 18, yeah. 18 something, yeah. right? They came, so, so it, I would say like 100 years. Yeah, it would have been a while. I think that things would have changed. No, I think by now would still be like uh, bowing down to a king. Well, I, I, I don't think know. So. I like I don't even know what changing colonialism means, bro. Like people think that you just have to go and kill like one guy who is like the influential guy, or you have to stop one event. Bro, this thing was so systematic, bro. But, but my thing is, so would, would you guys rather? You guys would rather bow to the queen than bow to the kabaka. 
I mean, no, that, that's, I a, that, that's, 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 <laughs> but I think that's a point of contention. But you have to realize Uganda was a highly sophisticated society before these people came. True. The only the only critique I would have of Uganda back then is that King had absolute power, but Uganda was highly civilized. Yeah, they still had a parliament. They still yeah, had Uganda uh, Uganda had some sort of had systems. Systems. Yeah, really concrete systems. Mm. But the only one weakness was that King had absolute power. That King could do I anything. You, but everywhere else in the world, that changed. Yes. Without even without. Okay, I mean. We okay, Fran- France started. Yeah, France did its own thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then you know, China did its own thing. But you bring a compelling. Also, but you bring a compelling point. Yeah. I now agree with you that yeah. democracy would have been inevitable. Would have happened. Yes. Would have happened. But oh, but, but I, I feel like you, you never know until it happens. Maybe <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I think in hindsight it looks like it's. Inevitable. I feel like there's. I feel like there's 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 so much potential in terms of stories that are going to be told. Like you know those. Parallel stories yeah. about colonials and if it never happened and yeah. like that, I feel like that, that's such an untapped area, man. True, 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 true. But by me, I'm conflicted because I, and I can I cannot comment on whether that would have happened because that's a future I have not lived. Yeah, that's a system I've not lived under. Yeah. So I feel like I'm not even equipped to make like any assumptions about yeah. how life was back then. True, true. Which makes it a bit hard. And you can't true, assume man. it was better. Oh, that it would that's have been better for you. <laughs> you wouldn't be speaking English, you know. For you, you wouldn't be speaking English. You'd have no power, no water. We would, fo- would form another. We would, bro. We would form another language. We would have had all of those things, man. Uh, power, water, power and electricity. Okay, from okay. where? But wait, yeah. we have to be serious, okay? Let's mm. be objective. Let us track how we were if we are cut off from the world back then, like China was. China, you, China had the silk sort of like road mm. and coming mm. in and out, but they had their own technology before some of these European counterparts. But imagine if Africa was cut off from the West. And we had our own technology as well, bro. I know we had our own technology, but I don't know. It, it, was, know if it was power and it was you know, running water. It wasn't witchcraft, bro. <laughs> because to this day, how many African women I read some no, statistics have we to had. go and peel, uh, fetch water every day, spend about a billion hours every day fetching mm. water, African women, something like that. Okay. Up to today. Okay, the thing is, uh, what, what uh, Africa was a more, and this is going to sound harsh, it was a self balancing ecosystem. Mm-hmm. We, and people sort of like subsisted, of, and a subsistence was a crucial point of it. You didn't farm more than you needed. Mm. The most defining feature of now, our sort of like uh, civilization now, is that we're no longer producing out of scarcity. We're producing to fulfill uh, extra demands. Mm-hmm. And so we're no longer subsisting. We are scaling and commercializing. Mm-hmm. That's why you have find one guy with 3,000 hectares just growing pumpkins. That wasn't a thing back then in the day. Maybe you, if you're like a big enough farmer, you'd have like a, maybe 10 acres of yams and you're like a very big man. Mm. <laughs> but the, the impact of nature was a bit smaller. Yeah. But now we are pushing for a more diverse sort of consumption because Melvin wants a car, yeah. he wants a TV. Yeah, well, capitalism, bro. He, 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 wa- yeah. he wants to have like three pairs of socks that define his personality. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A shirt to show that he's serious, a t-shirt to show that he's a fun guy, yeah. a black suit, <laughs> a gray suit, <laughs> a blue suit. Look, I, mean, I agree. <laughs> I agree with that. I asked him two things. When you said Africa was self-subsisting, I agreed with you. But I think that I think it was even more self-subsisting, like pre-agriculture, bro. Pre-pre like settlement and stuff. Like hunter. Just guys, yeah. Just guys moving. But in some way that was just the more natural way. But the the harsher part of that is that as a, as a human being, you are not insulated from the violence of nature. Yeah. So we were part, but we were part of it. We were violent as well. But the thing is, you, you, you for example, child mortality, malaria, so like thinned you out enough for you to be able to subsist. Mm-hmm. But now the problem came when we got enough inventions to make our lives longer. Yeah, that means our population grows faster. That means we can't move. And we, ha- and we have more needs. Mm-hmm. So let, let's say your lifespan in, in hunter-gathering was let's say at max 40 years. Because at 50, you're slow. 
and the you're life tired, bro, you run every day. <laughs> <laughs> you run every day. <laughs> it was actually like that at some yeah, point. Yeah, it's yeah, interesting, man. And the lions yeah. are looking at but you. Now, but now, <laughs> your kids uh, are sort of like insulated from the desire to that would kill them. They have healthier childhoods, but they are more sedentary. So now they're focusing more needs that emphasize their personality rather than basic survival. That is why the need for products increases. And also you produce stuff like a Barbie doll for the, for the girl, Superman, a toy for this boy to ensure that he's a, to like play that role of him being a, a male member of, of functioning society. So we like have all these things around you to sort of like re-emphasize the comfort you have become accustomed to. Which sort of like snowballs into very many problems we cannot deal with in this podcast. But now the question comes back. Now, now knowing that, would you rather go back to a society whereby you lived more uh, an easier, less stressful life in nature, but with more stress on your physical body, or would you have a life whereby you have less stress on your physical body, but more stress on your in mental your health yeah. and having more shit on you? And that's why I choose, would you go back to ancient yeah. Africa or, or still the colonialism trade? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a hard choice to make. <laughs> Ma, it's, 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 it's tough. It's definitely tough. You put it like that. It's only one choice. Your messed up either, either way. But yeah. at the end of the day, just because we have all these things, does that necessarily make happiness. yeah to like happiness? Yeah. Are we generally happier? Maybe we're living 30 years back on average, but there were 30 years of pure joy, bro. I wouldn't say pure joy, but... I, I like the way you said that now everything is catered to guys' feelings. Because I think in the past, you're just trying to stay alive, bro. Yeah, everything yeah. was instinctive. No, no, no one gave a damn about <laughs> your feelings, man. one thing, if guys were so present. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because if you had a lapse... It was your head. Lion has got it. Something was going to obey you. I feel like back then, I would say, and I was watching this documentary called The Century of the Self. And back then, you had two roles. You're either maintaining power and wealth from people who are trying to get it from you, or you are like trying to get wealth and survive. Let's say you are a small time village man. All your friends are telling you, man, look at how, how poor Melvin is. He has one cow. What kind of man is that? How will he marry a woman? So all your efforts will be devoted to one singular task which is growing wealth to get a home. And after you go to that home, you'd relax in that achievement. But now, you're comparing yourself to people around the world who on scales financially way greater than you. And you have to assert your personality to feel like you match up to them. In ancient Africa, all you knew was that your village mates. Yeah, but now it's like even in ancient Africa, things weren't as personalized. I wasn't thinking personal wealth. Yeah, yeah. I'm thinking... Does the community have food? Uh-huh. Are the kids eating? But, 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 are the women or women fertile? But, stuff uh, like but that. But I wouldn't say that the, the, the level of wealth was singular. Let's say other than Karamajong, it was cows, and you all dressed the same as men. Yeah. You sort of like had some sort of a peership. Uh, okay, yeah, for them, it was, I, it, maybe it was more like strength. But mm. now, the strongest, like, yeah, yeah, who jumps the highest? But, but still, that that was a uniform, easily definable goal. Yeah. But now in Kampala, imagine you go to a party. There are so many signs of status. You have to find something to cling on. <laughs> it's true. There are dudes who like look good, yeah. and that's like their thing. There are dudes who have money, and that's their like their thing. They are, but now physical strength. The guys is, can dance. Their physical strength is. The, yeah. guys. No, but I think it has always dancing been like that. Guys, no. Okay, it has always been like right now. It's like to a gross extent, but I think human beings have always been comparing themselves to like different status symbols. But but the thing is, some status symbols were sort of like I would say universal. For example, let's say are there beads you own? You reach a certain age, a certain level of wealth, right? Mm-hmm. But now that has changed. As a human being, you're supposed to have a unique sense of identity and style. That wasn't there back in that day. I think what has changed is maybe if you used to wear like a particular set of beads back in the day to show wealth, now you wear like a particular Gucci bag or like a Louis bag. But the thing, okay, but uh, that's my exact example. Now, instead of like one set of beads, 
there are like 70 suits you can choose from yeah. uh-huh. to, sh- to show how unique you are as a human being. Yeah. And also even in, even in luxury brands, there's luxury. There's, yeah. there's peak. But there's I guess that's peak. like kind of uh, a result of this globalization that we see in that you cannot have, for example, if your status symbol was just the beads, that's only particular to you and your group that will understand that that's the beat. <laughs> but now we've kind of yeah, like but yeah, had a that's what I was saying. That's, that's what I was hitting on. All the status symbols to compete and see what is now the ranking of status symbols so in n- the world so today. N- so now you'll be comparing your father to Elon Musk. You'll be comparing yourself to some reality to like Rob Kardashian. Mm-hmm. You call, I'm like I'm 23. Why don't I have a G wagon? Yeah. These guys have G wagon. <laughs> I feel like I'm, I'm not successful enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and that's and that's the thing now. Society has. Due to the connection we have formed, due to like the technology we have, people feel more and more worthless because of how much they see compared to juxtaposed uh, yeah. to them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Imagine if you're doing great in Kampala, you have like your little life going yeah, on. Okay. You're 23. Yes, you're a lawyer at some law firm and they're paying you whatever okay. they pay you. Yeah. I mean, it's not that much, but you're surviving. <laughs> but really, like, speaking and, and, then, and, then you, and then you go Instagram and see you're, you're feeling Manhattan. Who makes 80k? Yeah, has a Corvette, a nice apartment, a MacBook Pro. You're like, man, what am I doing in my life? Yeah. My life sucks. Yeah. I'm gonna die. Have a panic attack, and you're freaking out. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't say like uh, we should look life through a sort of like a lens of relative poverty, but we have to admit that social media and connectivity has played a huge role in how people perceive themselves. Okay, that's true. That's true. Like social media definitely has a negative impact on how people perceive their own lives and their own state because social media is basically like one big highlight reel. Like, everyone, no one ever posts sad stuff on IG. And it's curated. Uh, for example, if you see my Instagram, man, I think I, my, my Instagram is pretty lit, man. It's just like travel pics, mm. looking peng, right. speaking you, with you, mics. You, and you're like, man, you're like, this guy, man, this guy is legit. <laughs> you are not so, bro. Like, I, I've never seen anyone post anything sad on Facebook. Like, today I'm feeling down. Or like, today I lost my wallet. Or like, <laughs> never, bro. Okay, so it's just, oh, look at me. I'm, you know, doing this, Should doing that. Too. But yeah, but yeah, that's the thing. Human beings... Now, since you have you have lots of products that can create a personality for you, you're able to create different images for different people. Mm. It's really possible in this age for me. To, I can see Melvin. I'll be like, he see Melvin. He's dressing a nice shirt, uh, a, a very uh, subtle watch. This looks like a guy who works in corporate. Seems like a chill dude. And then you find Melvin a kafunda somewhere. <laughs> 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 He's sort of like so we can different guy. <laughs> 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 no, Musa. <laughs> I have these boys at OBC. There's a place that they go to drink. You know what it's called? Uh-huh. Bob Gua. <laughs> Bob Gua. <laughs> Do you know why? Uh-huh. Everything is one Bob. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to talk because it's Bob's Gua. <laughs> Bob Gua. <laughs> nah, guys. Bob. I don't want serious this podcast. Uh, let's let's talk about some other yeah, yeah, some, uh, some uh, fun I, things. I, I dragged you guys into yeah, like nah, my world of art and nah, like that, was a, that was a good conversation. Let's <laughs> talk about Fireboy, man. I didn't, yeah, I didn't go. Let's, nah, let's, let's I, I did update. Let's let's let's. Fireboy was I this did, weekend. Did, my boy in Kampala. I did update. Suna um, Ben performed. Organized by. But I, I never thought. I thought Suna Ben was like a sarcasm and like. But I think you guys enjoy that guy. Okay, so I guess. It, I think it's sarcasm. For me, it's sarcasm. Like, yeah. I did not know Suna Ben before the TikTok bits. <laughs> 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 oh, you saw TikTok. So I saw TikTok. I didn't see any TikToks, but I didn't know what to expect. Bro, there was one particular TikTok I saw of Suna Ben. But this is the one that made me like question who is Suna. He it was like, basically, he's not in this TikTok at all. He's just posting the crowd. He's yeah. playing, doing his DJ thing. Oh, I've seen that one. Of that guy is on top of it. Of guys, guys bro. in a mad pile on bro, top of each other. He's like a pile. Ten <laughs> men high. How all, all, of them, all of them lying one on top of each other. Shirtless. 
belly to back, belly to back. <laughs> Ten guys forming a triangle. Bro, then out of nowhere, the eleventh guy <laughs> goes and climbs this <laughs> mound <laughs> of guys, spreads his legs into a split, <laughs> spreads his arms <laughs> and starts whining his waist on top of all these guys. And I'm wondering, yeah, but how do you how do you feel like it, like it translated to the Fireboy crowd. Man, funny enough, I didn't notice when Ben was on stage from being yeah, all the way on bro, You did notice. I didn't notice. Like, <sighs> now me, I was very. I don't know what was up to the time. Do you guys? But do you guys think they turned him? They told him to turn him down for Fireboy. Not a chance. Me, I was present. I was watching everything. I remember when they announced that he was coming on. I remember him coming on. He first came on with just his mic and MC'd. Like he was shouting, <laughs> guys, guys were confused. <laughs> like I was in a dazed crowd. Guys were like, huh? "What's going on here?" But he yelled and yelled until guys got amped and guys started shouting. <laughs> but I think that he was—he's just not really experienced yet with that setting because he shouted, then stopped and walked to the back now to go to the booth. And then he plugged his, he had like an ox or something. He yeah. plugged this thing in and started DJing. But yeah, man, the sound was kind of off. There's just any, listen, it just, did, to me, it just did, really didn't live up to the hype. But then I understood it because it was his first time. But you have to give it up to the guys no, who influenced, but also even the guys who influenced the whole gig. Yeah, they built hype. They, they built hype for that guy. Yeah. For Sunabin. For Sunabin. They built hype for him. But, but I feel like Sunabin has his own hype. He does. Sunabin is Sunabin is his own entity. Bro, let me tell you, my guy. Big thing in. I, I keep oh, telling you about my, the guys at my gate. When that guy, I talked to that guy about Sunabin today for like thirty minutes. He told me about all the shit that guy did, <laughs> all the mad revs that guy has thrown. But how much guys fuck but, with but him? Realize you, you. Some of us think we're in the party circuit. Yeah. But this was like alternative party circuits that we don't know about. Uh-huh. And they are going hard. Sunabin is one of those alternative parts. Like party scene, it's different. It's intense. <laughs> those guys are mob, bro. <laughs> but Sunabin, the wildest thing about that, there are never girls at his shows, bro. And I think that's what that's what messed up the blankets because blankets was like eighty percent things. Female, bro. So they were all like Sunabin uh-huh. was that blanket. No, no, I no, Fireboy. No. Yeah, it was a yeah. Fireboy. Was fireboy, a fireboy no Sorry, my bad. I mean that Fireboy. Yeah. There's too many women. I think that he just messed up his... He needs <laughs> 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 to like reset it, man, to, to fit women as well. Sunaben can be in an ocean of guys. <laughs> yeah. You're not seeing even one. Like, <laughs> bro, a guy can post a wide angle <laughs> of his crowd. Wide, dude. So such a So They told me Sunaben is to drive through this grab, bro, you'll just see like a dude, <laughs> but that guy's shirtless ready to turn up, bro. <laughs> uh, Suda yeah, ben. man. But so, yeah, Suda Ben has said, Fireboy was actually late, bro. Nah, Fireboy's Fireboy set was spectacular. Man, I've seen the pictures and videos coming out. My lord. People are crying. Bruh. Yeah. Bruh. Girls were crying. Set was His crazy. stage was on point. Like the, the stage setup was on point. His band. My lord, bro. On point, His bro. His band, the saxophonist. But you guys, guys I have this fear of concerts because of the chaos that happens after the concerts. You're leaving. Yeah. How, how did you guys make it out? Was it all good? It was, it was okay. all good, yeah. yeah it out. People stream out now. People no longer, they no longer like chase everyone yeah, out yeah, at yeah. once. No. Guys stream out one by one, one by one. The f- yeah, man, I, I, concerts, I always have that sort of like anxiety, like, okay, what I'm happened? getting in. Are we at a concert? Yeah. 
uh, I had my my friends who like get robbed and had beaten up and had their stuff uh, taken. Oh no. I was like, man, fuck, I What concert was that? I don't know, I think it was Cindy. Things really changed, man. Uh, these days is like a requirement for security to be extra. So guys have to pay for more police or military or whatever. Mm. So yeah, it's for the most part it's safe. Obviously, guys' stuff gets stolen. Okay, yeah, that one is, is yeah. given simply because of the area of the world. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you might get pickpocketed, but you won't get beat up as you exit the, the video. Yeah, they took Which our boy Raymond's phone, man. Yeah, boy Raymond. Yeah, Raymond. Raymond, put that on Twitter. Yeah, they took yeah. his phone, man. But he said he's making like a revenge video against his phone. Yeah, but they were even let's not say too much about it. But yeah. Yeah. I, I, and then you'd be like, next thing you see, iPhone 13 for sale to 56 GB, battery healthy. Yeah. One <laughs> UK used. Yeah. Like, lightly used. <laughs> Slightly. No, but Fairboy was yeah. lit. Except one thing I kind of noticed, and maybe this is just, just being weird, but did Fairboy look kind of sad? Too? Did you know if you no, see no, pictures no, of him no, around? No, 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 no. Oh, like before the concert? Before, yeah. after? Um, I think that that's just... I think First of all, I think touring gets exhausting. But also, bro, I don't know any of you guys, man. And I'm about to take pictures with like 30 <laughs> guys, but I'm done, man. But yeah, I feel like your social battery runs out. Like, remember, he has to do promo, yeah. media tours. And also, he, let me tell you something calls. else. Something else. Apparently, he didn't want to do any media. Because remember, we tried our hardest to get that guy here. He yeah. didn't want to do any media, man. Yeah. So maybe he's just dying maybe, like that. Maybe, bro, that guy looks so down, to be on bro. Stage, man. He looks so down. Yeah. I saw him on IG. He wasn't posting UG. He just posted over Zambia next oh, something he did, like that. Man, ah, he did, he did yesterday. Maybe, bro. But said, I checked immediately after that concert. Said there were twelve thousand people at the concert. At that concert, twelve k. That looked like twelve k to you. Nah, but you even feel like twelve k to you. How, how does twelve k feel even, bro? I don't right. know. When you're in I there, don't know. <laughs> I don't know, but eh. Nah, but that like guy put on a show, bro. That guy put on a show, just and his me. music was. I'm just shining, checking to see if he posted that. He didn't dance. He just shook his head like two times, but he's so like, the music yeah. was the one chain. He's talented. So he's dancers. Yeah, dancers behind him going crazy. Damn. But first <laughs> he, was <laughs> <laughs> he went wild, bro. He jumped. He was waving his hair. Yeah, like, like, yeah. Head, bro. But at first, I didn't believe that he would feel cricket over. Like, really? When, 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 when like, the bucketing on Twitter, they were like, man, Paul won't play that match of Fireboy. He won't, feel, you. he won't feel cricket over. Guys have been waiting for Fireboy since... For like two years. 20, like, <laughs> when did that first... Out? Didn't that one come out like in 2017? It came out the year before lockdown. Ah, 2019. So 2019. Yeah, guys have been... Guys, <laughs> that album played over and over and over again. Guys have been waiting. Then he put out another album after that. And he was supposed to come after that first album. Then COVID happened. Then the second one. Yeah. Then he was. He announced that he was coming back again and he dropped a second album. And uh, Does he have another one after Apollo? Nah. Bruh, but... He killed it, bro. Shout out Fireboy. That's one of the guys who, bro, people knew all the words, man. Bro. He was singing word for word. I already posted that picture of the song, that song list on Twitter. Yeah. I, I, it's time to do revision. Yeah. <laughs> and the coolest thing, the coolest thing that he, do, he did was that this one song that wasn't on that list and everyone was like, bro, where is this song? Where is this song? Where is this song? And then in the middle of his set, he he said so. I know I posted my song list on uh, on Twitter, and I saw everyone saying things, all that. And then he just like I don't remember how he did it, but he just like cued the band, and he just started buzz, 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 buzz. That crowd went crazy. Okay, I remember bro. Buzz, It was a blast. I'm now feeling. It was a blast. I'm not just feeling sad for no. Nah, there were sweet ones. Oh my lord, bro! Let me tell you, I just love concerts in Kampala because they remind you. I should I should I should have been hunting oh. that night, you guys. Yeah, Brad, I can guarantee you. It was like it was like the old days. It was like the old days. Things were plenty. Just plucking very. Oh my lord! It was amazing, man. Did you meet any uh any of our listeners? 
at the I feel like yes. you came kind of late. I did. I met one. Yeah. yeah. I met Ian. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah I met Ian. <laughs> yeah, notorious. But the guy told me he he has my boy, man. He's a good guy. Bro, Ian yeah, he came, bro. Like, Shout out to you, Ian. Shout out Ian. <laughs> nah, that means you missed, bro. But, but there were <laughs> sweet ones. But guys, I missed. Several for. sweet ones. And they, they all wanted pictures, bro. You were, you were enjoying fireball, Yeah, you man. came late. Nah, nah. <laughs> nah, you missed it. I'm not going to lie, bro. I can't even console you. Bro, do you think that they need to change how they how they set up concerts? Like VIP Yeah, bro, sections. because VIP and ordinary, it's almost the same shit. The only difference is that VIP is like straight oh, in front stage. of the stage. Ordinary is kind of on the side, but then there's guys in ordinary who have the exact same view as VIP. And then VVIP is also on that side, but like they all they all they all the same to an extent. What do organization do you want? It should be this, this, this. Yeah, but also like from what's called straightforward. F- f- yeah, which I guess we don't have the VVIP, venues. We don't, just don't have the right venues for them right <laughs> yeah, now. Yeah, like most but it yeah, should yeah. be VVIP in the front. Yeah, VIP right behind them, and then, guys and then ordinary VVIP behind yeah. everyone else. But also there should be like a thin line between ordinary and VIP, like guys like. Be, did it be aspirational? Work a bit harder. Yeah, guys have been hating. <laughs> guys have really been hating on VIP this week. My, 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 my VIP was my, the same my, as ordinary. Because my brother does yeah, security guys. and he told me he got on concerts uh, and, and actually some artists, especially like, like, show me a given example of Cindy's concert uh. that people will just spill over into VIP and just like get moshed yeah, up and nothing yeah. you can do about it. Yeah. And he says you have to actually know either just get a VIP ticket or, or forget about it. Yeah. Or you pay that VIP but knowing that people are going to get in and this time I they had a cry. barrier between ordinary and VIP, but more, yeah. it was more like that. It was the same number of people yeah. who had paid for VIP and ordinary. Like, <laughs> but I, the mean, same I, I, I met more ordinary guys in VIP. Oh, it's guy I came with. <laughs> 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 like I released that guy and said, "Hey man, enjoy yourself." Like I said, "Nah, I'll come. I'll I come mean, and find <laughs> you." Then he came and found me, bro. <laughs> said, "I just do it, find you." And yeah. I mean, there's definitely ways of getting into VIP. Yeah. Um, me, I, I, remember that, I remember the Wiz, WizKid concert. Now the WizKid concert, they set it up differently. Because VIP was behind VVIP. VVIP was right in front of the stage. But VVIP wasn't as big as this one was, but it was right in front of the stage. I remember guys, certain people who I wouldn't name, mm-hmm. jumping over the barrier mm-hmm. into VVIP. How was that, like even, how was that even possible? It was, it was super easy, bro. Once no the performance starts... Even the bouncers start watching that guy. Yeah, I'm dead. The guys <laughs> just jumped over, bro. <laughs> and no, but trust you, G. And I know if you have some small cash for those bouncers, let yeah, you. no, no, easy. Small. That's easy. all the thieves get in there. But I mean, yeah, I wanted, yeah. I wanted to ask you guys of going to concerts. Is the sound balanced? Let's say if you are a VIP, is it louder for you than the guys who are at the back, or is it balanced all the way through? Nice balance. Nice the sound balance. was spectacular. Yeah, yeah. Balance. yeah it was really. The point where do you remember him stopping? No. And saying, "Nah, the nah, sound is off." And he fixed it. Well, you were out of me. Didn't even go for this concert. I feel like we are the same. We're brown. Might as well have this Melvin giving us the update. This happened? Wait, that happened? Nah, that sound was really dope. That sound was really dope, man. But you guys, if I if I could afford VVIP, I would take my own security just in case I've like two guys just. Yeah, these guys would do that. But the problem is that you have to pay for their ticket as well. But if, if, you can, if you can afford VVI, yeah, that's not like two, guy, two guys on call. On your table. Guys, yeah. Just add them on your table. What? Two guys, two guys on call be like, we're getting the principal out here. Please bring the yeah, car around. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but those VVIP tickets, I think, sell out first. They're the first to sell out? I think, I, so. I think, I think they just like by invitation. Just they, they, they have like a list. They just mail guys and be like, hey, the concert is happening. Are you, you want to come? For VVIP? Yes, we need to work hard. 
I make money right. and shine, bro. Oh, but not to just make yo, you need to make the right friends, man. True. Because some guys but just got into that. But it helps if you have share. money. It helps, no, it helps. Severely. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah, what do you guys think? Did you guys see the picture of Fireboy with Akon? With Akon? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah. why the, the hell is Akon still living in this country? Why, why, why is he doing Who is Akon? Akon was around, man. He was around we. Doing what? Okay, I know Econ has Econ City supposed to be uh, building somewhere in here. That's it, bro. <laughs> is it is that why he's here? Okay, don't bro, know, I don't know. At the risk of sounding controversial, I don't buy that that's what that gang is doing here, man. Oh. Econ City. They may just like the weather, by the way. Me is like man, like man, cheap food, hot babes, they call me Akon. Why would I live? It's a simple thing. Here they know my songs. I told you guys there's a push a T line about Akon. Where he said I specialize in not getting locked up. Akon <laughs> <laughs> is doing some fraudulent things <laughs> that we have no idea. If you about. know, you know. <laughs> Who is he here, what bro? What are you doing here? <laughs> okay, why are you here on Ramadan? <laughs> why are you here? Undercover, Loki. Kevin is. He was in his full white thing. Cans, yeah. Full white cans with white sandals <laughs> in Serena Hotel, bro. The Akon, anyway. I guess we'll uh, find out. Everything will be built to the line. Is Akon on the run? Without the music, just. But uh, maybe maybe it's not too far fetched that this country is actually a hospitable place and yeah. fun to live in. Yeah, and with good weather. Yeah, definitely yeah. not. Maybe Konai was like, man, it's possible. Like, man, maybe I love Uganda. It's the cheap. weather is 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 it's it's cheap so to chill. Live here, yeah, <laughs> I love it here. He knows the president. I know, I know the president. Yeah. and they're good to build this city somewhere in here in this country. Econ city. But, but I don't understand like how Econ is convincing guys of that stuff. A guy has no prior experience building cities, man. Bruh, come on, this is Africa. <laughs> this guy, this is Africa <laughs> <laughs> Do you know the funny deals that get passed in this place? That bro? is like, crazy. At least someone bruh. is building, and this one is offering to build that city. But you know, fame is such an amazing thing, but fame can get you into rooms. But also, mm-hmm. but you also realize that you can create fame and personas. If you watch that inventing Anna thing, you watch the mm-hmm. 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 and but Anna Sorokin. As long I feel like as long as you believe in your own juice hard yeah, enough, yeah. other people believe in it. True. Yeah. Look up to that you know what, guys? I'm going to I'm, I'm, I'm this, I'm going to build a city. Yeah. I'm gonna build it here. I need three hundred square kilometers of land. Yeah. Hurry up, I'm from another country. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, who, who the hell is this? Maybe Akon is living here to convince him that he's like down, like he's really trying to Yeah. To it could be, it could be. I hope so. But what, what, what if that man surprises us and builds that city? I'll be surprised. That's what I'll actually be happy, bro. I'll I just be surprised. I, I, I'm, I'm praying it's not a scam. And like I'll be one of the guys who are surprised. I'll be like, you guys didn't believe in me, but now Econ City is taking off. I'll take that ill. Bro. <laughs> I'll, I'll take that ill. Bro, I'll even, I, I'll, I'll start buying, I'll look for property to buy what Honestly. I can afford in Econ City because it seems like to be honest. You'll, ap- you'll apologize publicly on MJP. I will like, apologize. <laughs> I'll apologize, bro, Equine. to Econ. Based on Econ. Econ is not building. Econ. Econ. That guy's not buying. He's not building anything here. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't even build the other in Senegal. Yeah. Even even oh. even in Senegal, his own homeland hasn't yet. He hasn't uh, yet built. He hasn't even touched even like two percent of the project. That's what they say, bro. So it's the whole thing. As of now, the optics are off. Just why? Off, the optics bro. are off. So off. But man. me, I'm a optimistic but guy. If like if I was fired, but I wouldn't have the wouldn't benefit have of that doubt. But see, mo- no. <laughs> but this is the other thing. Yes, in this field of city building, uh-huh. he's. He might be a scammer. In music, he's but he's still <laughs> acorn, you know. In music, he's acorn, bro. Mr. Lonely himself. Down, let me tell you, that guy also broke down a lot of barriers for African acts in the states, bro. True. Like acorn had to happen for this other stuff to happen, you know. But, but, so but, I understand but, but, that. But I feel like in a way, he's messing up his legacy with all these uh, grandiose promises of cities yeah, yeah. and acorn. Like, bro, you are rich. Just get your royalties from music and yeah, relax. Yeah. <laughs> 
Okay, help on the low key. But Ekoin, Ekoin yeah. City. I remember Ekoin was one of those guys who made a lot of money. Do you remember that? You make. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Do you remember Econ making a lot of money? Like at the point where he was on all our Forbes lists. No, Econ is very rich. Econ is the Easy though. Econ is the Maybe. founder of Convict Music. Yeah, Convict Music is the okay, label you, that has uh, Lady Gaga on it. Is are, the, are you sure? Yeah, I, the label I, that has. Is she still there? I doubt she's still, she still at Convict. No, but when she was on her at her peak, okay, she was under yeah. Convict, and she still makes royalty. So that's yeah, I think Kesha and something. Kesha, I think, too, was under. He made bread, bro. He made, he made a lot he of ba- money. He made money. Yeah. He made a lot of money. But then something but, but, could have but, happened. But maybe he was a face of convict music. He was convict music. He was like, I, so I, that. act under convict, convict music. Because convict has to be under something. Must be under like yeah. Universal, Sony or some shit. Because mm. I think like, I think like, uh, but also I feel like with the, with the money he made, he could have had like a really pretty chill retirement. Mm. Maybe, maybe I'm selfish like that. That guy is ambitious. <laughs> but maybe I'm, I'm like, if I made, okay, even if I made like 20 million US dollars, I would be like, you know what, world? I care about your causes. I will donate at the supermarket when I go out to shop. But I'm not building <laughs> a city or making a coin. I'm like, ah, like, ah, and, uh, ah, he, he wants to come back and build his homeland. I know he he, he <laughs> came here and built like solar powered lights for like some communities, and it was very successful. Like he did, he actually did that. So I think he wanted to now take it to the next level. Instead of bringing solar lights, now he wants to bring cities and solar cities. Run on a coin. A coin. His crypto. <laughs> his crypto currently. That is currently, you know. In charge of, but we haven't seen anything about that. Has Ecoin launched? Did, I, I think I had something that it launched. But then it won't. But even if he builds it, he won't be able to use it in this country because the Bank of Uganda outlawed the use of cryptocurrencies in this territorial region. But there's no DeFi for you, bro. Decentralized finance here. Yeah. You are like, don't even, don't even think about it. Yeah, it, it was under, Coming Music was under Colombia. Colombia? Yeah. You said Epic. Lady Gaga. Lady yeah, Gaga. He had T-Pain, Cardinal Fisher. But Lady, Cardinal Gaga, Fisher. Lady Gaga was too big to be an a convict. Cardinal Lady Gaga was under. When I found out this stuff, I was way so confused. This thing bro. that guys used to do where they would like, they would associate an upcoming act with a bigger act. So he, they made, maybe made her, made him like hold her hand as she was coming up. Yeah. But, but she, she was saying, she bro, she was saying to the label, been. he was eating off of Lady Gaga. Oh, Sony Music, bro. <laughs> So it was it was under Sony Music and distributed by Columbia and and, and is that who put on the P Square Brothers is that who sort of like made them go yeah, international yeah them in yeah Econ did a lot man Econ did a lot I, I feel like he kind of okay if he doesn't build this Econ city yeah. he would have marked up his legacy no in, okay yeah, no no not, Bro, not, not music fame, wise not fame music is so wise late. fame is so late you get forgiven for ah. all of things. As long as he hasn't, no one has died. <laughs> <laughs> He'll say he tried. He'll say, remember when Jaru, have you watched that? that Firefest? Yeah, Firefest. that Firefest. <laughs> no, one, no one has yeah. been with Jaru. My, but Firefest, but Bobby Jaru Firefest, that Firefest was so yeah, bad, he, didn't do, he wasn't him. Firefest was so bad. Yeah. I, I saw that cheese we were eating there. The yeah, <laughs> cheese, government cheese in the bread. I, imagine oh. a trust fund baby and you end up there. Like, oh my God, what, what yeah, am I doing here? I don't know just trust fund babies, bro. <laughs> yeah. Those prices. <laughs> No, mm. that guy's in jail now, right? The yeah, festival guy. Yeah. Oh, was him and his chick were stealing. They were stealing Bitcoin. Stealing Bitcoin. How do you steal Bitcoin, you steal Bitcoin <laughs> bro? <laughs> they were thugging guys. They caught them. That's only like three hundred million. Eh? How did you even catch a guy stealing Bitcoin? Bitcoin? But, but you guys, whenever I think I'm smart, I saw that Podwin areas are not as smart as I yeah. think I am. How do you steal Bitcoin? But how do you steal Bitcoin after Firefest? The spotlight is already on you, bro. I even caught stealing Bitcoin. I thought the whole beauty of Bitcoin is that it's, it's untraceable and uh, you can't uh, see who has stolen Now they what. have a special unit that's just focused on that. Bitcoin. Bitcoin. That, <laughs> version of like, that version of criminal activity. 
There are guys who are now focused on that. And they are grabbing guys. They are grabbing guys. Mob. Damn. Because Bitcoin scams have been running rampant of late. These crypto scams. People starting cryptos. Um, Last year, I saw there was like a bunch of YouTubers, Logan Paul, and a bunch of other guys who are pushing this crypto. It's like, save the kids' crypto. I don't know what it's called, but something like that. And basically, mm-hmm. it was supposed to be like a charity crypto, but they were eating all that money. Oh, but you guys, this opinion might exclude me from out of people and from out of opportunities, but I'm going to say this. I do not trust reg- the regular human being enough to be in control of my finances at a large scale. I'd rather have one man who regulates it, and he may he may fuck me over from time to time. You'll believe this out. He may fuck me over from time to time, but at least I know where to look. Uh-huh. That's that's my biggest fear against cryptocurrencies. Yes. Like it's too unstable to trust a crowd with m- managing a, fi- a currency, a financial asset. So you'd rather mm-hmm. trust a centralized bank? Look at Dogecoin, how it's so like r- rose and deep. You're making 50k at one day, then it's back to $10, and it's back to 50k. <laughs> and it's, uh, uh, like you, you, cannot, you cannot conduct economics in such volatile environments. Mm. It's, it's not feasible. Yeah, but I guess it's the, the, the argument to that is it will stay about eventually as there are more adopters come on and to find its own. It's like price. Mm, it's where mean. It's that. Yeah, it's mean. <laughs> but it seems but, to be not convinced. But, but, but which one? Crypto, Dogecoin, Bitcoin, Ethereum. Anyone can make a crypto. We're going, going to have a crypto pod soon. MGC. We're going to invite you for a crypto pod. You just sit there and listen. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm going to convince us. Bro, we need a. Like, my, my issue is that it's like anyone can start one of these coins. But I feel like, like we, yeah, I think it's a good idea. You get someone here who's like really well versed in crypto. Yeah. And also like help us understand the entire benefit of crypto. How yeah. can I avoid some of these things? I think we need. To, I think it has to be more than one pod. We just need to have like a different series. perspectives on like because there's also different perspectives in the crypto world. Yeah, yeah. You know. Okay. Uh, what do I tell you guys about? Yo, I realized last week I didn't tell you guys about my key story. Did I tell you to you? The key? No, no, yeah. actually, I didn't tell us. I lost your keys. You lost your Bruh, keys. Let me tell you. I had the longest day on Friday. Yet I woke up so happy, man. That was a Friday before Fireboy. Yeah. yeah. I woke up happy, man. I had a nice slow morning. I like my morning slow. And then I had to leave the house. And I think I left. I had a meeting in the morning that I ended up doing like over video call or whatever. And then I left to come here. Left, left the house at like what? Like midday or something. But before I came here, my little sister had asked me to do a, an errand for her at the bank. So I went to the bank. I get to the bank. When I get to the door, the chick at the door says, where's your mask? I'm like, ah, damn. I, I walk back to the car, get my mask, come back. Enter the bank, what, do my transaction. But it was one of those transactions where you don't just go to one place. So I first went to like this side of the bank. Then I walk back to the other side of the bank. And now banks have like a place with the bank slips and stuff where you yeah. fill it in. So I do that, fill it in, go to the teller, do my business, and then I leave. So when I walk out of the bank, I'm talking to to my mom because it was also one of her errands. And I'm talking to her. Then I tap my pockets and realize, oh, damn, under my keys. But I'm not panicking because I'm thinking but, they'll but, probably be right there. But, but you had your car keys? Oh, that's right. I didn't have car. my car keys. They're the ones that I lost. Fuck. I tap my pockets. <laughs> I'm like, ha. I said, ah, so this is nothing. I walk back into the bank. I go to the to the counter where I'd written. There are no keys. I turn, ask the tellers, nothing. But there's always an Ascari there. So I ask him, hey, Ivan, have you picked any keys here? The guy says, nope. I always pick. Whenever guys leave anything here, I'll pick it. So there's no way. I tell him, man, you help me ask. 
So he goes around asking, he asks all the guys, all the tellers, asks all that. You drove the car Because I drove it there. (laughs) I had the key. (laughs) So they ask all the people like at the inquiries desk. Because I also went to the inquiry desk at some point. So I say, where did you go? I said, I, I go to all the places. I check the chairs. I'm looking like under guys' legs and just, I'm blah. And they say, last week some woman came here, said she had lost her keys, but when they were finding them in her car, she had locked them in her car. So, you went in, so you now went, I'm thinking, damn. Did I enter, when I went to get my mask, did I leave the key there? So you go back. But I walk to the car and I can't see any keys. Like you know, I'm looking through a window. My windows are see-through. I can't see any keys. So I'm like, did I leave it in the glove compartment? Because that's where the mask ah, was. But, but, yeah. You know, or, and there was like a cape and an envelope on the chair. So I was like, did it just slide under these things? But then how would, the ca- how would the door lock if you did lock it? That's the thing. Some of these automatic cars lock themselves. So I was like, does my car lock itself? It had <laughs> never locked itself. <laughs> so I was so plan, man. Uh, so I had to call a mechanic. A guy comes and they, this is when I learned how these guys open doors. They jimmy the door open. They jimmy it open. <laughs> they literally like, one guy will hold that door pull it and then another guy he'll have like a big cloth or a sponge or something and a spanner so he'll fix that in that door so now that door is just kind of open it's like it's being held ajar like this uh-huh. then, you're switching then out. he'll get no he'll get a car they don't they don't do it that way to a point where they destroy that door they'll get a car wire it's like a, like a strong car wire so what what is like you know those hang line wires mm-hmm. yeah. one of those they'll get it stretch it out and then put it in and start trying to press that car button that unlocks. Okay. So they tried that, tried that, tried that, tried that. But my car unlock button is deep. Like you have to really press yeah. it for it to open. So that failed. So now the guy pulls a wire out and bends it. And then this time starts doing like this so he can just unlock that car thing. You know? Uh-huh. You know? So you can put it on red. Exactly. Uh-huh. They try that, try that. Like a wire first gets stuck inside. They have to push it out now. Bro, it took a while. But eventually they open it. They open it. I check. The keys aren't in the car. I'm like, damn. <sighs> so, is it? These guys, I pay these guys. They leave. I leave like the boot open. Ah, I go back to the bank. I say, the keys are not in the car. That means they are in this bank. The manager says, now me, I don't know how I can help you. Unless you want to look at the CCTV footage. I say, that's what I want. <laughs> that's when I found out that you have to pay for CCTV footage. You, you know? paid? Yeah, you have to pay. How much did Why? they charge? 20 bob. Bro, <laughs> Why do you have to pay for Did they give you a receipt? Footage? Yeah, bro, I have to pay it into the bank. Eh, yeah. You deposit into one you of the accounts. into the account, yeah. And they gave you a receipt for it? Yeah. And 20 bob. So... I pay it. I was like, bro, I don't care. I, have to, I need my keys. I have a podcast to record <laughs> in. Like, at this point, it's like, it's almost three, bro. So I'm like, damn, I've been here for two and a half hours looking for these keys. So they say, Kawa, um, tell me to wait there and to sit and wait. But before all of this had happened, at some point while, like before I didn't even notice I'd lost my keys, at some point while I was still trying to do my transaction in the bank, this one lady, this insurance lady, had walked up to me and tried to sell me insurance. She worked for one of the insurance companies. She didn't even think it in. So she she tells me, can I speak to you? What I say, um, let me just finish my transaction. And after that, we can talk. But I had no intention, on, to be honest. I had no intention of buying insurance. Yeah, of buying insurance. So, um, yeah, anyway, I go to the CCTV cameras 
what i see myself walk in i see myself walk back to get my mask <laughs> i see myself walk but this whole time i'm not seeing my keys anywhere so eventually i go to the uh i see a point where i go to that car place where you write from and i always have i, I always have my cashids bag so i i can see myself putting my phone on the counter and then my shades bag is in this hand and i write and at that point the, the manager is watching with me and he's like i'm not seeing any keys but then as soon as i turn around and walk away from the that writing place my keys remain on that thing i'm like those are my keys so when i turn my back and i'm facing the teller a guy who was behind me walks and, and finds the keys and like picks them and waves them and it's like someone has left their keys just behind you yeah but no one reacts so he walks down the stairs and gives these keys to that insurance chick mm mm-hmm. How did you and then he comes back up. Okay, this, this is a very wild story. So <laughs> I was like, bro, so I was like, why? Those are my keys. That's a person. So our manager is now he's like panicky. Because before all of that, he had said, nope, they've asked all my people now my people have the keys uh, over there. And there's no way. There's no way yeah. And, 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 yeah. and there's no there's way I can help, can help <laughs> So he like he runs out of the room and goes to the chick. He's like, let me go and ask her. So he asks her and that she gives him the key. So he comes back and gives them to me. Bro, I walked out of that place and I looked at her I was like bro what are you doing first of all me I sat in front of this <laughs> chick looking for pla like at that point I was when I had now given up I sat in front of her and my sister had also come to the bank so she sat with me but I had sent her back home to now look for spare keys my mm-hmm. li- my little sister because if she was there she was going to wild out you know chicks <laughs> chicks will wild out on your behalf man yeah yeah so anyway bro I got the keys from her chick when I was walking out she said it's a gentleman who came and gave me the keys I was like bro but these are not your keys you take them yeah, back and give them but to someone it's not even that. like they the askari asked you and you said you didn't have them bro that's so it's only CCTV footage and CCTV footage that's that's super weird man it was so weird i was like bro if was she chewing because okay, i didn't buy that in okay, okay, if, if it was me i am going to be honest i'll be mad at them you'd have blown Older, you know, blown, but I would have said something I'd be like you should be ashamed of yourself i was so <laughs> i was so tired do better i was so hungry I had a podcast recording an hour. I literally drove home, ate, and then came here. I didn't even talk about it last week, bro. That's how like that's how play was. But I think me I, whenever I get frustrated, I become mm. angrier by the by the hour I wait. So after mm. three hours, I'll be ready to blow. To to I I be like, what the what the hell is wrong with you people? Yeah. But sometimes you just have to you can actually you can really start questioning yourself like, bro. Am I am I crazy? I can lock itself. <laughs> Did I drop his keys? Because also, you also start suspecting everyone. When I was walking towards the car, there was this border guy who was just stationed <laughs> right by the car. And he kept looking at me. I was like, does this guy have my keys and he's waiting for me? <laughs> Man. And, uh, that must have been so disorienting. That, t- that was a tough day, bro. That was, that was, that was, that was a that's, tough that's, day. After that, I just came, recorded that part, and I went home after that, man. Went home and then everybody just listened to music. Nah, but also that turns well, bro. At, at least, least the keys were in the bank. At, at least you found the keys. At least you found the keys. And I learned how guys bro. open open things. I don't know. I'll never invite us. I'll never ask a guy to come. We hope this did awaken a new career in you. Not a new career, but that's one less thing I have to call a mechanic for. One less thing. I didn't know it was that. That's straightforward. Yeah, but if you guys bro. lose your keys, just holler at me. I'll, I'll, <laughs> I learned. You have the skill. I learned. I learned. It's not hard. It's not hard. It's when I watched a movie, uh, I, I forgot, it was, this movie was called, it's a series called Better Call Saul. Yeah. Yeah. But, but I don't believe this one is possible. This guy got like a string and made it like a, a tiny knot 
and then he passed the string from the door apparently yeah, remember that. onto the castle then he tightened it and yeah, that, yeah. Okay, yeah. That, that's, that's <laughs> it's possible with those movie those movie locks you know the movie locks have like a, a stick then like a, a, yeah. a kind of like head at the top but like but a but pin but, but, but it's just yeah but I mean like and it's plastic. how, how much is space is between the window and the door bro for you to, for you to put it down and, and, and then pull it down yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Relax. I, I was like nah <laughs> No, yeah, no, yeah. no one is that precise. Those yeah. movie doors only work when like the plot requires, bro. Like mm. if there's not, they need you to get out. <laughs> yeah, they will lock and you can't open it, bro. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Anything um, else to talk about? Yeah, man. Did you guys see the? Actually, I was watching Andrea's story earlier today, and I saw her speak. Andrea is one of our friends, um, and I saw her speaking about this thing called the. Let me see what it's called. One sec. The anti-racism Facebook. It's like a book that they're giving apparently elementary kids, elementary school kids. That's in the US? Yeah, obviously. <laughs> That's the only place where I should like this happen. <laughs> and well, like budget. the purpose is to is for them to like expose people in their <laughs> in their vicinity who, are who they think are racist. But yeah, oh, so you write the name down in a book. Let me read for you this, bro, because <laughs> that jazz is the questions that they want them to ask the people around them are too funny. Yeah, just give us a sample of some of these questionnaires. Uh, who in your family has racist beliefs? Allah. Do you think you can change their ways? What is your strategy for dealing with them? <laughs> Those are elementary school kids, though. <laughs> Grandpa, uh, daddy. Let's see what else they ask. <laughs> Where do you see racism in your daily life? Keep in mind that this is not what you see on television or in the media. This is what you see in your personal environment and in yourself. Write your answers below for each category. And if you don't see it in a certain area, it probably means you're not paying enough attention. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, 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 sort of like these discussions have been going on. Yeah. Uh, uh, I would say for a few years now, mm-hmm. I'm probably saying the left is leaning towards some sort of fascism, and it's not. It's not. Too, I wouldn't put it too far. That it's they are now both extremes. Yeah, right. yeah. You have the extreme left, and you have the extreme, extreme right. right. Yeah. And now. In, now, if you're like a normal human being, you almost call a bigot for not deciding where to yeah, be. Yeah, b- mm-hmm. it's getting silly it's now. It's getting bro. silly. Like political correctness has on uh, both is sides. A, it's an, at an all-time mm-hmm. high. The, 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 the conservatives are deranged. The leftists are also deranged. And you're like, what would you ask a kid? What would you tell them if you don't notice it? Then you're, you're not, not looking hard enough. Yeah, because look, should I be, should after, ask, be looking after, for after not paying enough attention, thing there, there are three boxes, right? The first one is overt, as in overt racism. The next one is subtle. The third is systemic. Bro, how am I supposed to know any of that in elementary school? You <sighs> and like, overt and system. I didn't remember. Yeah, like, like but even <laughs> now, if you just go outside and ask a random, I will be like, Azin, what do you mean? <sighs> then the last one, last question. Where do you see racism in yourself? This requires true soul searching. Be real with yourself. Don't feel guilt or shame and own it. It's the first step in becoming an anti-racist. Uh, anti-racist is also now like, a, it's, it's a term. The leftist is this like a book they're giving out in schools? Yeah. Uh, what class are they giving this to? Elementary school is what like what, what state grade one like, to I'm grade like, to like six or six five, five or six five or six. Yeah. But but man, that, that's that's so weird. That's really okay, weird. The thing is, Julian Peterson has talked about this, but I wouldn't say Julian Peterson is the gold standard for uh, rational political discourse. Mm-hmm. But he made compelling points about uh, what did you call it a tyrannical left, for example. If you say something which is deemed not politically correct or racist, people will boo you or they will censor you so much that you won't have a platform to speak about True. it. Then he asks, if free speech is a thing, why then should people suffer irrevocable consequences yeah. for saying things they believe in? 
Yeah, yeah, that's not even my biggest issue. Is I think my issue is just the lack of forgiveness. It's almost a thing of if you do this one thing that we consider wrong, it doesn't matter if you've reformed. Reform, like, just because you've done that one thing, you just should never be forgiven. And your apology can never be enough. But if you also don't apologize, that's a zib. Mm. Then you apologize and it seems half-hearted, that's a zib. But even though you apologize with all your heart, we still won't forgive you because you did that you shit. You did the thing. Yeah. yeah, exactly, bro. Because you believed it at some point. Like, that's, <laughs> it's almost like the Joe Rogan thing where they... Man, this, this was in remember? DC. Yeah. Man, I'm, I'm just seeing the news. You're seeing it. Yeah. And it's a public elementary school. Yeah. Remember the Joe Rogan thing where they, like, that clip of him saying the N-word a bunch of times. Yeah. Did you ever see his apology? I I read I read that he apologized. I didn't see the apology. Bro, his apology. If you watched it, before you'd be like, hey, man. Yes, I apologize. Yeah, I think this guy, I, he, he looks like he's being <laughs> genuine. The guy explains, he says that all those videos I got from a period in time where I believed that like I could say that word because like just Free being speech. A, it was a thing of like being a comedian. But, but I think it, now it doesn't matter the kind of person you are. Yeah, it doesn't matter yeah, if you've learned. If, even if you have learned and you are yeah. a nun and you're like, man, I, I revoked my way. Yeah. If they find a tweet for 15 years ago, yeah. you are censored. Exactly, exactly. But that's what like forces people to sort of like project an almost perfect social image, mm-hmm. which is wrong. People have biases, and that's okay. But the thing is, how you act towards these biases is the problem. Even if, uh, let's say, I have a bias for a certain sort of like, let's say tribe here, mm-hmm. and I spend time with them, and I learn that, okay, now it's so cool to say these things. If I, if I refuse to change, then that is a problem. Yeah. But if my sort of like speech should not co- should not condemn me to lifelong exclusion and like yeah. losing my job and stuff yeah, like I that. I think that bro, I don't, I, don't th- I, don't, I don't think it's effective. Like, mistakes like made that. out of ignorance shouldn't be treated the same as mistakes made out of hatred but or man, like. But man, this question here is scary. That's that's crazy to ask kids that stuff. That's crazy. <laughs> but bro, uh, America is a crazy place. Maybe <laughs> maybe this is what it takes. America is a simulation. <laughs> exactly. That's yeah. what I was, I was thinking the whole time. This guy's yeah. living are very, very, like it's, it's. I now understand of late why people say things like they live in a situ- a, yeah. a simulation yeah. and whatnot because these guys seem like they're so far removed from actual reality. Yeah, like basic needs. Like what the basic needs of like a human being. These guys are like uh. on some other f- like theoretical level now about like what it is to be exactly a human yeah. being. What should your biases be? You should drink eight cups of water a day. You should yeah. not eat meat. You should not eat... But it's, it's, it's so detached from... Like my reality, me as me, like growing up yeah. here in like a simpler Nothing place, bro. Sense. Like, but, but I would say that the biggest desire is that you have in America, and I've not analyzed this to have a concrete opinion from what I've seen, is that no one is willing to make concessions. The left has ideas on how society should run, like, and which, right which, which, are not, which are not rooted in, in reality, and also like the the right has ideas which which uh, establish uh, an existing status quo, but want to make it even worse. Yeah, mm. and then there's no middle ground for these things. Yeah. Feel like if you're, they're like you're either with with us or, or against, against us, us. Yeah. and that's sort of like uh, extremities at both ends are making society more and more toxic. That side, yeah, yeah. And it's, ge- it's getting worse and worse. And the whole thing is exasperated by social media, bro, yeah. because these social media is run on algorithms that literally are just told keep rep- reproducing that shit you want to see. Yeah, yeah. they're like they tell the algorithm like just increase this guy's watch time. Mm. We just we need him here longer. Just keep so doing that shit. It's just give you what you, but you but like, but bro. Also, uh, I was watching this documentary. It's called uh, Century of the Self. And if people assume that human beings are rational creatures governed by information, but no, human beings actually can be influenced through marketing and targeted uh, data and information. 
and I've seen this on social media, you can influence people's decisions by reinforcement and various psychological techniques. Yeah. And you, you, you see this on Twitter. You see a sort of like group of people who are so used to their own sort of like style of conversing. They form a community that is almost unbreakable. Mm. The Sabula gang. Everyone is in a bubble. That's, Everyone something, is that's something I've noticed about Twitter, bro. Sometimes I'll be on Twitter and I'll see someone with like 40,000 followers. And I'm like, bro, why? who the hell are you? <laughs> And like I'll go to the stuff and I'm like, bro, I've never seen this in my life. And yet my TL is just filled with the same guys. And almost all the guys with my TL have like 2K, 3K, 4K, bro, regular dudes. We're bro. all in our own bubbles in social media and yeah. in this digital landscape, bro. Like no one is viewing the whole internet. No one is, uh, except very few people that go out of their way to get uh, differing opinions. But the rest of us have all been sectioned off into like but a man, bubble that the algorithm is hard. you like. Thinking, thinking about stuff objectively is hard. Of course. So it's simple if you have people, and that's why society sort of like gave power to, to media, celebrities. It's easy if people giving your worldviews. Life becomes so much simpler. That, but the, but the, the challenge with that is that you might get behind causes you don't fully understand and do things you don't actually fully understand the consequences of. Yeah. Because man, just say, thinking in this day and age is so hard. To fact check every single article you read, so like think ab- twice about information you take in, it takes mental energy and space. Yeah, but see, even True with shot, stuff but like that, even with stuff like that, like just going behind a cause that you don't believe in, human beings have always been okay with that. As long as they're not directly held responsible for true, it. True, 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 true. So as long as there's always a guy at the top who they can blame when everything falls apart, guys, people, guys are okay with that. People are doing, uh, yeah. yeah, it's true, like groups encourage people. Group thing encourage people to do, to engage in behavior, they wouldn't do as individuals. Because as a group, we might, we might be like, you know what, man, so I can still like cuss at people and say things on social media. Yeah. But if you put someone in a room, just someone and be like, you tell them what you said. Uh-huh. They won't. They, they wouldn't. Have you guys watched except, uh, except that guy who was disturbing Mike Tyson on the uh, plane. My good. And they got what he was That guy is a, a smooth brained individual. But for what did he sue for? Because it was harassing the dude in public. Bro, come on. Yeah, but also for assault. But I, I don't I think he'll win. You'll be shocked. I was asking <laughs> you guys, are you guys watching New Atlanta yet? No, I, I, I don't watch Atlanta. Yeah, this is all over Atlanta. Is so f- you have to. Bro. I'm waiting for it to finish. Before it's before I get so into fired. It. The, there's uh, so episode six and seven are both very. Well, these guys are just so aware of like culture. Episode six is kind of Nigerian. There's like there's like a Nigerian aspect of it, uh-huh. and then episode um, seven is like Caribbean, Trinidad and Tobago. Okay, but in episode six. You you know Paper Boy though you know the you know the characters yeah Paper Boy Paper Boy Paper Boy is a rapper Paper right I have to watch Atlanta I don't want to spoil. you have to watch Atlanta <laughs> can I spoil, spoil. I spoil more spoil your non and I can uh, I can take spoilers I want to ex- <laughs> I want to like tell you about something because episode six is also very racially charged but uh, you watch it we'll talk about when you watch it we'll talk about when you watch it. But, f- uh, but I also feel like that brand of um, social uh, relations is coming to this country. Uh, which brand? You have a, an increasing divide, what people would call the elite, which is not even there, and what they would call the laymen. And the gap of like, uh, I would co- like peership is expanding it so is. fast. It is. Like it's totally to, 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 to different worlds. Yeah. And I've been poor before I joined you guys. Uh, but, <laughs> I've been poor, man. <laughs> but the thing yeah. is that now it's becoming two different cultures. Yeah. And Sunna Ben is just like one of the sort of like I would the say Nexus. I wouldn't say Nexus, one of the indicators of that. Because and I'm I'm not saying it's it's more nuanced than that. I'm not saying he's a clear d- yeah, 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 yeah. 
but there are certain things that you see about people and such gaps should not exist in common shared spaces such as cities. There should be some sort of semblance. I would say lifestyles should be comparable, but there should be some sort of like understanding between people, which is dividing more and more. Because the people who would say are, are more intellectual, who feel more intellectual, are, are sort of like giving up on social discourse. Mm-hmm. They like won't even bother. Yeah, you have to look at Uganda. You have to sort of like take your mind of Uganda to enjoy it. Yeah. Think much about this country, you'll get frustrated. Yeah, just chill out. And you're like, no. But the other guys who are nesting and they're like, bro, this shit needs to end. D- now. Yeah, mm-hmm. this has to change now. Yeah. And so I feel like that will come to a certain point and it will be a deciding factor on how the country is run. And you can already see uh, people like being apathetic. They're like, whatever happens, we don't care. Yeah. As long as you have money. But I feel like that's a bit dangerous to mm. live in a society like that where you have people actually who can cause change without caring. I feel like it's, it's one of those things where the people just feel that it's more dangerous to yeah, try yeah. and cause the change. Like the, the, change, the, the danger in trying to cause the change is more immediate than you know but sort of just, I just wouldn't say it's, it's causing change I'll give an example and I'll air these guys and I don't give a, I don't give a damn I was supposed to go to Chambugo University last year so Chambugo University I look at my portal they are shifting from a new system to the, to the old system so in the, in the portal they are shifting from the new, the new one to, to the, the old yes AIMS no, they are shifting how marks are displayed on AIMS oh. that academic information management system so in the old AIMS they would show your coursework and final mark from the exam then a total so I checked my AIMS portal and I had 27 out of 13 coursework. This was a really easy course unit. And apparently I had 11 out of 70 in the exam. So of course I'm, I'm shocked. I'm like, oh, okay, this is, this is in, maybe it's an error. Yeah. So I go to the guys in ICT and they tell me, no, these are the marks your lecture has submitted. I go to the department and I meet this nice old lady. And I'm like, have issues with my portal? I would like to review my test mark to confirm whether these are my marks because it's my last year. And if I don't get this, I'll have to stay for another year and graduate, which is this year. And this one looked me in the face and said, if you failed, you failed. We don't have your papers. Now, the thing is, we can, we can blame various political actors. Yeah. We can blame whoever we want to blame. That's but nice. it's clear that people in places of where they can cause change are apathetic. Yeah. And when the, course w- when the case went to court, Chamber could not comply to give evidence to support. Uh, because you, you have to put in requests for information to get this stuff. Because if you don't have a record of your own marks, how are you going to contest them? Mm-hmm. But this the university has such gross negligence that you can't sort of like you can't allow that kind of a corporate at a university and expect of a functioning society. But the people who know these things happen do not care. They're desensitized to it. So we can we cannot say cause change per se, but the people who have the ability to make decisions that will help people do not. Don't. And because they're desensitized. And I feel like it's a very bad place to be in as a country. Because these people are sort of like are still getting money and they are and they have they are gainfully employed. Yeah. But for yes, there are reasons too. But I feel like people should just do better in their places of responsibility to just be helpful. And then it won't matter whatever is happening because you'll actually have a functioning society. So you think that the solution is more bottom up than than top down? It doesn't. It, it doesn't. I feel like it doesn't matter even if you have Jesus Himself ruling over you guys mm. because I feel like. Yes, it, ha- it, ha- it has a certain effect, but if you're in a place where you can't help people and you can't give them solutions when you have the means to, then ha- we have to blame you. Yeah, that's like Tenzin in Union City. Um, this woman was right there. That's <laughs> a Korah joke. <laughs> 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 I, I watched Korah, but I'm, I'm not that, I'm, I'm not that deep. <laughs> like Tenzin was Ang San, and he was like, he was like one Angad of the rulers. Of yeah, he had the this is kid. Later, this is Legend of Korah. Okay, this this is when the nerd spin off. Yeah. <laughs> so his son was like one of our rulers of Union City. But then Union City was rotting. 
as messed up <laughs> stuff was happening. It was a good guy, man. But I feel like I feel like I feel like people people become desensitized. Uh, yes, there might be reasons for that, but at, at least you cannot hold other people to an ideal you can't hold yourself to. Mm. Man, people, you see people in these government offices, and this may sound like uh, me ranting off, but yeah. people will look at you and be like, "I'm going for lunch," and it's mid. That guy has boomed. He's Going for lunch. I think we come back at two. And you're like, you expect to have a functioning society and poor have Yeah. You know, I feel like I'm sort of like going off that tangent. Yeah. But I guess that's uh, why people who, people look at that and they they realize, man, like this place is, it, it needs it needs like some help that they can't give. Like it's it's too much for them. Like, I, I don't know if that makes sense. Like what, how much change can one person make? Like say, me, I believe yeah. me, me, if you accept a job at a university, can you be a can the thing you, is yeah. you, cannot, you can't tell me you have a school of management a university yeah. and you have failed to manage the university. Yeah. What are you teaching people? <laughs> but me, I actually always think uh, I'm a firm believer that most change is top down, man. It there just has to be a there, there has to be a guy who, who be cracks the whip. Yeah, there has, has to be someone that call and be like, what the hell are you doing? Yeah. Off there with your head. Okay, not off with your head, man. There has to be consequences for people's actions. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. In Pe- France, let me tell you, when in that revolutionary period in France, there's a lot of off with your headness, bro. They chop guys' heads. Eh. And it's that <laughs> chopping of heads that actually scared the rest of the, the monarchs around Europe to actually okay. start giving okay. Okay. Chop, chop, chopping, chopping heads is, is, is a bit extreme. But I agree with your point to a certain extent. People are motivated by either positive or negative reinforcement. Yeah. In this country, positive reinforcement has been the norm. But it has clearly mm. failed. Not because the positive reinforcement is encouraging the, the current culture, you know? Yeah. yeah. And also, like, with positive re- reinforcement, it only becomes how much you can accumulate. Mm. With negative reinforcement, there are consequences. <laughs> yeah. There are consequences. Yeah. Yeah. In Xi Jinping's government, if you go and uh, do something untowardly, they will not just let you off the hook. You'll be answerable to the PRC. Mm. And I feel like, yeah, that's true. Uh, I look at it like that. I think I agree with you now mm. that a top-bottom sort yeah. of like thing. Yeah. It makes sense. When there's no change at the top, and that's why I kind of agree with Melvin, especially for as long as it has been here, there's a kind of general complacency that is formed amongst the people, like a certain normal that they're used to, mm. that they haven't seen anything else. Like, yeah. It just leads to a, a, a negative, or rather like a, it's like a positive yeah. feedback. But, but yeah. just keep getting but, but more yeah, and more stagnant. I understand it's a better allegory. If we're in a home and we're all brothers, and my father told us, hey, Melvin, wash the dishes. And you did, and he's like, ah, cool. Yeah. And the next, if he does it for a week, you'll be emboldened. You'll be like, okay, well, there's nothing wrong about exactly. it. But if he said, wash the dishes, and, and you said, ah, and he comes back, and me and I even watch them, and he bashes you. Before you even hits about it, you'll be in the kitchen scrubbing. The, exactly. That's true. Human, that's true. human beings, I feel like human beings have a nature, we can't deny. Human beings have psychological wiring that motivates us. Yeah. Yeah. We studied this in school. I did what? education. Yeah, there's also there's a test that I read about last week. I it was, it was like uh it was like the monkey monkey banana test or something. You know those guys <laughs> always be using monkeys for yeah. stuff like that, bro. So apparently the way this test was done was that they put a group of monkeys in a room, right? And then they uh so they they put I guess they put bananas in the room as well. And Naturally, the bananas will go to eat the the monkeys will go to eat the bananas, right? But the way the way it worked was that every time the monkeys reached for the bananas, they would pour on them really cold water or something, so they would stop. Then they would pour on them cold water whenever they would reach, right? So eventually, they stopped reaching. So they removed two of them and put 
one in, or they removed one and put another one in a new one, which they didn't know. So for it when it's all a banana, it's going to reach for it. So these ones could be this. Because they know what's coming if <laughs> it reaches for it, right? Yeah, but that's, that's negative reinforcement. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. they could be it. And then, just know as a point, eh, where none of the original monkeys were in that room. And, 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 and still happened. Yeah, yeah, they didn't even know why <laughs> they are why they weren't allowed to reach for the bananas. But, yeah. but they just knew that if you reach, you get beaten. But yeah, there's a guy called uh, B.F. Skinner who did this uh, behaviorism theory back in the day. And he, he did it with rats. But then as it grew, it, it sort of like spread to human beings. And he said, I don't know if it's Skinner. I have to fact check on that. But psychologists who say that you can form a child's personality by sex. And that's a well accepted fact. But you do this through multiple means, either positive or negative reinforcement. But negative reinforcement produces better results. It's a bit harsher, but it produces more effective results in training yeah. human beings. Bro, mm. every Russian spy flick has shown us that. From but salt. But even like in the what's that? But, what's but, that? But like, Black Widow. Even like in the <laughs> army, they tell you to do a task, you refuse you to do it. They punish you. They punish you physically. Yeah. So it's negative reinforcement. Yeah. Or they will yeah. deny you food. Or they tell you to run a, a, a bit longer than your friends. Yeah, I've seen the guys they they uh, pour cement on you. Pour cement on you? Wet cement? Not wet. Dry cement. Yeah. What, does, like what does it do? Cement powder? Yeah. To but do what? It, 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 it cuts your hair, pour cement on you. It irritates it your skin? Does it pain? Of, bro, cement has to irritate your skin. <laughs> no, it can't. Your skin shiny. <laughs> so when you start sweating, <laughs> when you start sweating, I can oh imagine no. it. That's <laughs> starting to sound bad. That's man, probably bro. some but, torture device yeah, you don't know. You should, you should check out The Century of the Self, that documentary. It's an yeah, old documentary from the BBC. But they're focusing on how psychoanalysis was used for three things, for PR, for politics and marketing, and like how it is used to what they call to create consent. Mm-hmm. For example, if you, have, if you might want to do something, but you don't know how to introduce it to people. The guys who specialize in making sure agendas pass or like things become normal. Like they give an example, back in the day, women weren't allowed to smoke cigarettes in America. Mm. And this guy phone devised a campaign which turned cigarettes into a, a feminist symbol yeah, for of life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was symbol like I remember that. Yeah, feminist I read about that. Ex- expression. He had like a bunch of women to go and stand that's on that's that. That's the guy, Barnes, yeah, 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 yeah. That, 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 That's Edward yeah. Barnes. He had those women to go to that parade yeah. and smoke cigarettes. Yeah. So what happened was that due to the image he created, it could only be refuted. You refuting it would be against feminist progression. Yeah. And therefore the agenda was set. And the guys who hired him, the uh, American tobacco companies, got a whole new client base. Yeah. But realize that most sort of like cultural discourse is not guided by organic feelings of no, people. No, it's marketing. It's marketing. Mm. Anyway, we turn, I, 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 we turn real, real political soon yeah. and back to this. Yeah. <laughs> we should, it's important. We should talk. I had a question for you guys as uh, for the podcast. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's going to be so left. <laughs> uh, and uh, for the viewers out there, this might seem like a very huge diversion, yeah. <laughs> but I beg to digress. Yeah. So I was thinking about that. You guys may have my experience on, on, on me on this, but First of all, is it possible? And if yes, how do you get a woman to cheat on a nigga she really likes? Magic. I threw a monkey wrench inside the political <laughs> cultural system. Magic okay. to take the lead on that okay, one. Okay, so for me personally, that's how it starts with about <laughs> sex. <laughs> me as me. me, as me. The way I was reading. <laughs> 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 if the chick is dating, I don't, I'd like, 
I, I, I assume by when you said that she really likes the guy, they're like in a relationship. Yeah, it's a happy relationship. It's a nice guy. Or she guy. likes him. Or she just yeah. likes him. The, 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 I, I, I would even risk and call it love. It's a nice guy. I risk. Like <laughs> if, she, if she's sure she's in love with the guy, I yeah. don't know how you can do it. Yeah, if her herself, she's sure. <laughs> Maybe the guy is trying to convince her that yeah. she's in love with it. But if, if her she's herself, in love, bro, bro, women are... Think women can be very clear about what they want, bro. If she if she loves him and that's her position, it's possible, but it now depends on the girl. And uh, maybe she has some issues. What, what does that mean? Maybe okay. she has some issues. Hey, no, maybe if she's not like maybe territory. she's not like she's not like she has some some issues. You be expo- you be experiencing psychological problems. Yeah, so maybe she has yeah, some, yeah, like some that issues. issues. Yeah. yeah, like she she gets so bored maybe quickly. Maybe she has commitment issues. Uh-huh. Or she has. Or if it's an open relationship, bro, I don't know. Or if she's mad at him. But if a woman, when a woman loves you, bro, don't even have to worry about it. I don't have advice for it. If she she herself, she knows in the deepest of her heart that That she loves this guy, and this is the guy for her. This is hard. Everything you're saying, but I guess it's one way to find out if she's deep in her heart, she thinks this is the guy for her. You go on. What's your theory? What's your theory? I wouldn't say I've developed a theory yet, mm-hmm. but in my hearts of hearts, I believe it's possible to find out what people actually want and present it to them in form of several images. And if you do that, you're most likely to undermine even the deepest of emotional attachments. Uh, okay. Hypnosis is true. These guys to hypnotize. If somehow are able to figure out what she wants, whatever that means, yeah, then I guess, I guess you, you, you'll even know her better than she knows herself at that so point. So you'll be like, yeah, so when I was a kid, my father is a sportsman. You that sense of smell. There you go. That's burning. Sportsman on himself like incense like this. I've been struggling with it because I feel like now in the age we're in, okay, maybe the age I'm in, yeah. most women you're going to approach for romantic relationships. I, I did, I, if you want like a really desirable woman, she's already in another romantic relationship which you may have to dismantle. So we need that scarcity mentality. Scarcity mentality. What do you mean? There should be plenty of women that who are not in relationships. Has that been your both experiences? Yes, definitely. A lot of women are not in relationships, bro. Yeah, me personally. Maybe guys have a complex. Maybe. My, my type is caps. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, so uh, how about you? That uh, is it serious? Oh, the, oh, the yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, me personally, if I find out that this chick is involved, okay, now this is not. I don't know if she likes that guy, but if she's like dating or she's involved with another guy, uh, that one I just I, I, I let her go. Bro. Yeah, I'm not looking for jabs. But yeah. if you, what if you find a chick and this chick is hot? She's the one. Eh? She feel like this chick is the one. Nah, I mean, it's not in your intention to break up the relationship, but you have no option. You have to do other recourse. <laughs> <That's laughs> you know, like, to home, break, to break. home. three kids with this man, but this is yeah. it for me. Yeah, yeah. For me, I'm never, I'm never in that position, and I, I find that like the relationships that you have where you both kind of want the same thing. Those are the most enjoyable ones, man. First of all, me, I have an issue with the whole idea of this is the one. Yeah, me too. I, I think I don't that believe one, in it. I don't believe in that. I think I think a lot of times with these relationships, it's willing buyer, willing seller. Indeed. Like yeah. that's the mentality I go yeah. in with. Yeah. So if this chick is dating, this someone is not willing on that in that equation. Neither the buyer or the seller. You really have to. Yeah. I don't want to convince you. But, but no, I, think, but, but <laughs> I think I think for me, it's more. I think I've come to accept from having discussion with you guys that for me. 
I would say it's more of a game of access. Mm. The harder you're the, like a hacker. The, the harder the, <laughs> the thing to judge. Uh, Firewall. Yeah. Which when I accept, more, it's more satisfying. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, man, these are like four kids, yeah. ten years of marriage. Yeah. I'm now in. Drop me. This is a ballon d'or, bro. You get this bad, and you can't get her, bro, because yeah. I don't think anything is impossible. But, but there's what? now a, a guy who what, is hot out there looking for you, bro. Looking, bro. looking for you. You have broken his heart. In fact, and you get there's nothing like nah. as irrational and as <laughs> as a guy who is a broken heart bro like even a, even a, actually human beings let yeah. me just put it like that human beings yeah, that are broken like heart will do anything to you bro i feel like the bias remorse that a woman that a woman who has been taken out of one relationship and put into another like her bias remorse must be wild because from that point on she's just comparing that too she's comparing you two guys from beginning to end bro but but do you think i like uh, like like guys would uh, like Attack you for taking their girls. Nah, guys hey, would a guy? Yeah. Bro, I think oh. a guy would attack you for less, bro. Guys have been attacked yeah, for attack less. For, <laughs> attack for looking. These attacks for looking, <laughs> bro. Like, bro, I'm like guys. I think I, feelings, I need to learn some yeah. martial arts. So, like, yeah, exactly. If you're going to embark on that life path, <laughs> that's a tough. That's a tough job. <laughs> bro, you need some martial that's arts. You need some weapons training. Because guys are going to come with broken bottles and guys will send the blocks. Nothing guys will come from in front. Guys come from, from behind. behind. When you're jumping in the club like this, you just yeah, yeah dance, dancing with that. Hey, hey. I see you. They knock you with a yeah, block. Have, have you guys witnessed this happening? Like uh, guys physically attacking other guys because of like yes, uh, of course. You of, have with, of, of course, of course. Let me think. And you guys may be talking to niggas, women like out yes. in the open. You yeah, have to be very head, careful, bro. Head, head, head cocked and neck, like. neck <laughs> 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 Yes, but was under. Yeah, In your confidence, in your prime. Yo, uh, oh may I believe that that romantic love is a choice that people should make choice of partners? Mm. And if you are like best, you be like, man, you won. Yeah. So good, yeah, and I've had some yeah. horror story. Actually, now I just remember, I can't even say this story per se because it's a bit horary. Yeah. It was a real horror story of and a scenario where this girl was in a, a bar and he was enjoying life, getting girls, and one of the girls on his table or well, someone else's girl, and the other guy just cut wires and went home. And yeah, it went ugly from there, bro. For the physical altercation, the guy for the girl. There was a very serious way to go. No, no, for that guy, that guy who was popping bottles having a good time. Oh, he was even popping. Yeah, he was like, like I think a beauty and and and, and, a, and a nigger ran up on him. Yeah, bro. One time from the back out of nowhere, bro. Damn. Okay, okay. Yes, so, so so invest in security. Yeah, but sometimes you, bro, you yeah, get, you, you, you need, you need some things if you're going to because <laughs> there's some workplace. What they call those things? Special hazard. Special hazard. If you have chosen yeah. certain occupations, certain, certain things you can't do. Career paths. But the thing is, how how do we know? Can I say I'm out? I'm going out to a bar. I'm hanging out. I see a fly woman just chilling there, and I'm yeah, like, there, and, I, and, I'm like your fault. and I'm like, hey, what's a beautiful yeah. girl like you doing? Yeah. Like <laughs> <laughs> and she didn't explicitly yeah. say that she's dating. Yeah, I that's think okay. That's clear. That's cool. But that's if cool. you know, hey, but even if it's like a guy, <laughs> you saw. Now I even know she's in love, bro, <laughs> and he's still trying to rip it apart. Just, just don't. Ah. Just know those jobs are either and coming yeah. or they're. I don't know. Yeah. They're, they're just near here, bro. You need to get into Super Saiyan mode all that time. I'm telling yes, you, bro. And me, I'm like a very calm guy. I don't like confrontation. Like, if a guy came up to me on that, like, oh my gosh, she just, I'm but going to kill you for this girl. Oh my gosh. Oh, bro, I've been in that situation. I've just I've been in that situation. But I didn't know. A guy walked up to you and, like, you're this, my, this is my Yeah, girl. and you know what's crazy is that he was actually also my boy. I just hadn't seen him in a while. 
and me and this girl had a thing and i guess him and i were dating now so he found her and i in a compromising situation and immediately started going crazy so me i was a bit confused i was like first i was happy to see because he was my boy but the shit he was saying like, <laughs> was playing he'd be, he'd be like bro nice to see you but what you gonna do no the girl <laughs> obviously, obviously the girl like the girl something. got up and was trying to stop him and tell him hey, chill 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 but him, he was still trying to go crazy. But I was surrounded by the goons. The goons were around. So <laughs> they couldn't do yeah, there was nothing you could much. do. But <laughs> and what's crazy is after that he came what, and like apologized and we talked what, about what it. What if he said, cool. "Step up, Melvin, and let's solve this man Let's go man. outside, Melvin. Nah, do, do, do not hide behind. Do not hide behind. He had been in a lot of fights. He was going to bend me. But my guys could never let. He could never let me fight, bro. Could never ever let me fight. I don't want to ever fight for a woman, bro. Except if it's but you guys woman. usually project the fact that I like rationality and that I'm a calm person, but I've seen patterns in my life where I love to stir up violence. Yeah. So, so just somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> now, fair enough. I mean, like, no one is perfect, but that particular one, just no, it's yeah. dangerous. It's so it, close bro. to home, leave bro. It, but please, uh, uh, what I, the I like do, I'm just asking the dear viewers to comment. Is it possible? Any life hacks you have learned <laughs> from like trading this? Yeah. Part? <laughs> Side yeah. niggas anonymous should tell us. Mm. Drop hints. Yeah. I've seen this meme uh, and this guy was saying there's no such thing as a side nigga. What Just a whole fucking two dudes. That's a video. That's weird. That's weird. That guy's a side nigga. Side nigga. Side nigga. Side nigga. Side nigga. Side nigga. Side she went back to home. She went back home. These are expressive views of me as a person. This is a tweet, guys. This is a tweet. Don't come from that for male chauvinism. Yeah, that guy sounds a bit so. There's a bit of salt in that tweet, bro. All right, boys. Do you have anything else? That was it for me. That's it for me. Shout out to this one. Same, same. This was a wild podcast. Yeah, this was fun. This was fun. From academia. To fireball, yeah, as it should be, man. <laughs> as it should be, as it should be. <laughs> now, how to cheat on yeah, how to work <laughs> home, like, hey, home but, uh, bro. I love you. But you guys, I'm gonna be honest with you. There's a woman that I'm, I'm like, I, I'm almost like I'm, I'm eyeing, but I would wreck that home. I've seen that <laughs> picture. I have no guilt. I have no guilt whatsoever in me. You can yeah. roll with the guy. I'm looking for a guilty boy me to stop me. <laughs> it's not it's there. Not <laughs> <laughs> she has it. <laughs> Yeah, we, okay. in those such situations, I just worry too much for my personal health, bro. I don't want anything compromising my health. Like, no being crippled. No, be, no being crippled. Being, being, run, being run over in the parking lot by some guy. Yeah. No, bro, no bro, being listen, like, man, me, I want to hold you. I've been, I've been where you are. <laughs> <laughs> it's not worth it, bro. <laughs> it's not worth it. There's other things, man. So many. That's why you should have come for Fireboy, bro. You would have released, man. <laughs> you would have released. Yeah. Yeah. I guess there's a thrill of the hunt. Guess the, 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 the chase. Mm. You want to chase some. Hey, they, they, they had the chase, the more the thrill. Like, I guess like so if, I you go, if you go into the game park, right? And you spear a boa. That is easy. Mm-hmm. That is doable. But that man to catch a gazelle. Yeah. That is a hard part. You'd be like, ah, I yeah, did get it. Mm. <laughs> and then you put a trophy of it in your house, man. That was my gazelle. I ran after it. But before you go, okay, this is like a, a side note. Uh, whenever you guys go on conquest, and this like uh, as you might not, you might choose not to answer this question is perfectly fine, but 
Do you keep trophies or do you keep trophies from their conquest? Pardon? Trophies? Like, do I keep like, like a souvenir from yeah, yeah, that yes, person? Yes, souvenir. I know some guys that do, but me personally, I do not. What am I going to keep? I know some. G- <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know what you're going to <laughs> but say. Shall, shall <laughs> yeah. There's some I guys gonna who I had. Okay, one of the ways you can keep trophies is just like put a notch on your bed. So What? There's a guy in uni who had notches on his bed. I feel that's that's cold blooded, bro. That's cringe, man. Yeah, that's 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 like some that's some maniac shit. Like that's, that's some juvenile shit. That's man. like oh, that's some killmonger shit. Right? The, that's the, like the trophy cannot be like oh PC and pure. The trophy has to be like the head of to the be animal, bro. Yeah. The animal's head. Something you have the gruesome. lion skin here. I like thought I had them, but. I can't find my panties, my rats. Yeah. <laughs> 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 okay, will grab you. One will grab you. One of them will grab you. <laughs> I'm like rats. Uh, I'm like rats. 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 So rats is always my That's bra. crazy to me, but just stealing underwear is just mad to me. Bro. I'm not you do it. You Dude, frame it. You keep it. You guys uh, just keep it in a box, like a guy, in, yeah, a guy but, from you. Do you wash but, it and but, then but, keep but, it, or do you not wash but, it? Nah, guys don't wash it. That's a good idea. Frame it. You frame it. You're framing it is brazy. I'm like a gallery. So this was me, 2018 February. That was good. That was a good time. Yes. <laughs> Should stop recording. <laughs> can never be. Can never be me. Okay, no, guys. Never be me cut, you, cut this out. This was yeah. uh, this was a fun pod, man. You have to come back. It was a fun you pod. have to come back, bro. Um, thanks so much for watching, guys. This is it. How long have you done? Uh, no, no, almost two hours. Oh damn! Uh, no, that was two hours. Like Jorogan now. Hot jazz. Hot KBs. Anyways, um, yeah, man. Like, subscribe. Uh, leave comments and some tips for our boy here. Yeah, please, man. I'm also I'm, 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 I'm in a dilemma right now. Yeah. <laughs> help and if, you have, if you have watched this far, you're you invested. Please help. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's it. Oh, and uh, uh, click the link in the description for Trevor's Chipiachi. Um, yeah, Chipiachi. Ah, cool, All man. of that, man. And uh, I guess yeah. we'll see you guys soon. When's when is gonna drop? Um, uh, Friday. Yeah, Friday. Yeah, thanks okay. guys for the yeah. promo. Make sure you like yeah, and subscribe. Bro. Thanks for coming. Cool. Peace. Oh, we didn't even say we didn't address the elephant in the room. The voice isn't around. Oh yeah, he's um updating, updating, rebooting over uh, yeah. Um yeah, but shout out to the voice, and we'll see you guys soon. Peace. Peace.